hot. Yes, we got a great deal for you here. You know who that is? Is that Christopher Walken? It is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> I, when we were doing the weather report on SOV you know, National, it was so hot. <laughs> but this deal is, and we're going to make this one quick, coupon here. You get $20 off of anything you want through Monday. Now, you might say 20 We've heard bigger numbers. But think about it. If there's a $25 package, let me do the math real quick. You can get it for $5. So, yeah, if you're buying something big, there's other coupons out there or whatever. So if we look at just this weekend, Fez, for you, did I hear seven picks you're thinking about? I expect seven NFL plays, yes. There's six games. There's play. There's, oh, there's, props, there's props totally. that you can make on each and every game. Yeah. I know, obviously. There's and teasers. I, there's seven-point teasers, six-point, six-and-a-half. There's all the teasers, too. He's right. I mean, whatever you want to say, AJ is right. And, you know, if you can get Fez's picks for like five bucks and you don't, I don't know. Kind of seems like stealing. And you know what? Speaking of stealing, the people in sales said, let's not make this a hard coupon. Let's say playoffs. That's it. P-L-A-Y-O-F-F-S. Playoffs. So, listen, if you don't listen to the pod sometime and you want to try coupon codes, like for Super Bowl, check Super Bowl maybe. <laughs> I'm not sure, yeah. but it could be there. But in a way... I like it simple. You get 20 bucks off. It's that simple. By the way, if you want to get all the playoffs, we told you last week to get it then, you would have got a free week. Well, now you still get the same quality deal for the playoffs, 149 only. You can use the coupon code there. Boom, get off 20 or on anything else, including an individual pick. Guys, it was a good show. We had a guest with us. He only looked at his phone when Fed started telling a story about Dayton. The rest of the time he was glued. We love it. And remember, if you're in town, you're a fan of the show, and you can pass an FBI background check, just email McKenzie. Or, or Twitter even, right, McKenzie? At Mac and Rivers. I'll yes. Get you, I'll get you connected. That's what's important. At Mac and Rivers. And that's <laughs> actually McDonald's has that through the weekend, right? It's a good idea. Mac and Rivers. What does that even mean? It's just my name. It's, your name's not Mackin. Well, it's my rapper name. <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew I was going to get gold. <laughs> On to the show. <laughs> Dream preview. It is the NFL playoffs. We got a full house to my right. AJ Hoffman killing it. You got your record right there, I'm sure. Right, right in front of me. What is it? Uh, 55 and 31 for the season, 37 and 16 on five, four, and threes. A lot of bragging there, but you know, good <laughs> good stuff, no doubt. We got Steve Fezzik, two-time Super Contest champion. What, what's Steve? How's Steve doing here? You got his record? I do have Steve's. Yep. Steve is 48-33-2 on the season. So that wins you money, right? That wins you money. All right. We got Scott Seidenberg, who started hot. Best bets were in the black. How did he do last week on his best bet? Winner. One is best bet. Oh, now he's starting to distance. That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, Scott's the Seattle Seahawks. Strong start, bad finish, but he's here for the playoffs. I prefer the New York Giants. <laughs> That's, That's okay. actually what your wife said about your honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, and what's my record look like? Uh, 44, 37, and 2. So where did I go last week? Uh, 3 and 2. Okay, okay, I'll take it. All right, guys, we got a jam-packed show. Now, what do we mean? We got six games. We're going to give a best bet each, a pick additionally. So a bet each. So a best bet and a bet, three leans, 
forced one pass. You should have heard the belly aching. Should, maybe just one best bet. And it's like, do we have to pick every game? And then AJ's like, can we play props or maybe totals? I, no. I wasn't. I wasn't pushing for that. I just oh, want to know if that's you what were, you wanted. You were it, pushing what you were. Listen, when someone says, "Hey, chicken for dinner," they're pushing for chicken for dinner, right? Just as a chicken as an option sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, Steve, are you feeling a little like? You know, I got to pick every game. I don't like every game. Vito doesn't have a pick on every game. Like, how are you feeling about that? Frankly, I'm just trying to figure out, like, what is the best chicken meal that I've ever had? And I couldn't come up with anything. That's what your mind was doing? Yeah. You want so you, honesty you, in kind of, podcasting. You're kind of like Vito Colleone at the end. Remember the scene where he's talking to Michael and he goes, I drink wine more than I used to. Remember? Yeah. 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 <laughs> No, I, I like I like your suggested format. I think it is more than fair. Pro, basically, pro rata makes sense. But here's the thing. Oh, here's the thing. I'll turn that down. We're not gonna. We're gonna track ourselves on our two bets. But we're picking two out of six, which is actually a little bit more than the regular season. Five, right? Out of fifteen or six. I guess it matters what week it is. Right? Yeah, yeah, most weeks we pick fifteen because we never do Thursday night. That's true. Yes, it's a great in but line. by weeks five out of thirteen. Yes, yeah, so we've actually picked fewer this week on the bye weeks. I agree. Yeah. So, so here's the ultimate point: if you're betting every game, decide. You're saying I don't want positive. I can't, I'm not. I'm accepting less than positive EV in some of these games. I thought you were going to say, if you're betting every game, stop it. Well, <laughs> I don't listen. It's a free country, baby. <laughs> it's true. But but I, we do try to advise people, and that's the thing we try to do. I think, and Fez, you know, I think this is something you've really caught on to over the years, which is, hey, if you want to be a, an optimal player, you want to play advantage play, you'll teach them. We'll teach them. You'll be leading the way in a lot of areas with it. Okay, and I mean leading the way in the whole industry. I think in in more than a few areas, you're going, to, you are going to. Now, if you want to do a little bit less rigorous, we'll teach you that way too. Or you might want to bet every game, and we'll teach you how to lose the least. I think probably in that case. I, I think that's very well said. You know, if there's one thing I could take away, you know, as far as giving someone a playbook on how to win, you know, betting the NFL, people approach it like a final exam. And it's all wrong. And meaning a lot of people study all week long. They listen to 18 different mm. podcasts, including the you know Dream Pod. And then Sunday morning, they're like, okay, I have all the material. I've digested all of it. Now I'm going to go and make my bets. That is not an effective way to win. Now, that's not the worst method in the world. And it's probably going to, you know, and, you're and close the to equal. Is you want to be betting throughout the week. Exactly. But you much more want to approach it in many ways. It's like a scavenger hunt, like in the paper chase. And like, you know, you, yeah. go, in, you go into that monk library and there's only like, only one person's going to get that page that has the answer because you rip that page out and that's that plus three on a game and it goes to two. And it no, that, that scavenger hunt it, number is no longer achievable. All right. So let's be realistic for a second. To do what you're saying, you've got to have... At least three outs, probably five. Yes. Okay. Let's say five, maybe. Okay. Yeah. If you don't live in Vegas, you can do it, but you got to post up. You know, if you at the legal accounts, right? And a lot of people, how many bets are you going to post up in each account? How many units? Let's say you're betting a unit a game. You you got five in each account. Yeah. So now you need twenty five units out of pocket. It's a big investment. A lot of people aren't doing that, right? So what I would say is there's two tiers to this. Betting with two outs, but betting Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, all through the week as you think the lines look good, 
or based on the market. If you you don't have to have an account to say, all right, Circa is a good line, Westgate's a good line, I right, go offshore, Pinnacle is a good line, uh, uh, Chris is a good line. Mm-hmm. Who else? Don't give me one more for a fifth book. Um, so, uh, we can I'm, say I Westgate. Look, I always look at Westgate. I always look at the South Point when when yeah. the line's close to three. Do you think you're almost back in South Point? Do you get a sense that you're almost back in there? You know what? I get a feeling that I'm basically living at South Point 24-7. No, no, but what, I'm say- so, but what I'm saying is that, that it seems like you've gotten more friendly with them, right? They kicked you out, and you were betting too many parlay cards, I thought? Yes, I okay. played 10 $90 cards with my player's card. And it was number. just random that 100 is where they need approval. There's a long line. I didn't want to slow it, line up. That was kind. Uh, but you were really hard on them for a while. And now it seems like you're nicer. Do you get a sense that there's a detente coming on? Oh, look at him. See, I, I, I can you believe I spotted that? You know, that? I want to be careful because, like, <laughs> on, on All Quiet on the Western Front, they get, they, the main character was talking about the detente, and then he got shot right before the end of the war. So Ooh. I want to be careful with I, I can't detente. believe you're quoting that movie. Yeah, that just catches it 100, during, 100 Did you, you watch one. it during class or something in high school? Um, I didn't. No, I just like the, I like the Walton's kid that, like, Oh, yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. But John Boy. Yeah. Oh, he's great. Yeah. Good night, John Boy. I still watch the Waltons occasionally. I mean, if I'm flipping around, it's on one of those stations in the 80s or whatever, or 180, I'll watch it. You know what's wild about the Waltons, a quick little aside? They went all the way like to 1946, and the show started like in 32, and mm. they did one year. At the end, there wasn't one Walton on screen. It was cousins. It was like... Oh, is that right? Grandma was off at the home. Mm. I mean, it's like there wasn't one... They had 20 characters at the beginning. They had zero the last... They couldn't keep one person? I've never seen a single episode of that show. Well, you're, you got a black heart. <laughs> I mean, is it like a... It's like... Did you ever watch The Little House on the Prairie? Mm-hmm. It's like that, but the depression. It's even more depressing. Oh, God. <laughs> Though, on Little House on the Prairie, they poured lye down a, a little kid's throat so he couldn't talk. So, I mean, that was hardcore. That is pretty hard. On a completely almost unrelated note, Yellowstone, I heard an advertising uh-huh. for it, and I literally thought it sounded like me. Like, I got I got the boots, I got the hat, and it like <laughs> literally was my quote that they're using to promote Yellowstone. Kevin Costner. All right. So, to wrap it all up, realistically, you take those five books. Now, you see what the market line is. All right. Now, what is your line? If you have two outs, one out, whatever. If you think, if you like a game, and you got a better than market line, grab it up. Because it's hard to know what the line's gonna do. We just know right now you have a better number. Would you agree with that, Fred? Yeah, example, uh, plenty of plus threes, not plenty, some plus threes on the Tampa Bay game. So if you like Tampa Bay and you're on top of it against Dallas, you should have grabbed you some plus three when some other books had two and a half. It, it, it wasn't gonna get better than plus three. Yeah, or it's unlikely. Yes. Right? So, but Fez is right. If you can bet multiple times during the week and have a bunch of outs, now you're starting to bet like a pro. And would you agree with the following, Fez? Bet the game as soon as you have a conviction. I mean, there's always going to be uncertainty about the weather, the next weather report, the next practice report. But whatever you gain from information is going to be less than the market is going to sharpen up in the, any interval. I think strongly agree with it. And one one other pulling back the curtain thing that pros do. You know, you don't need to have money in an account. You just need to know someone who has money in an account. So I I mean, I partner up with people all the time. I'm I'm driving Johnny to school. I'm at the red light. You know, I get a text from someone, and I'm just like, you know, give me, give me Jacksonville, best number you can get me for a dime, and I just I'll just you know blast it out to one of my other betting pros that lives in Nevada. Never in a school zone, though, right? <laughs> not in no, yeah, not when in front of the school bus or the school zone, okay. or the school itself, never. And it was very important that you said 
uh, another pro, and you go, that lives in Nevada. Uh, uh-huh. Okay, so, but, <laughs> I mean, I, you guys missed that, right? Yeah, I did actually uh-huh. miss it. Listening helps sometimes, but I agree with you, but here's what I think people don't realize. And, you know, Fez, you don't often talk about your other job that you have other than batting. Waste management consultant. But, <laughs> you like that one? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> but here's the thing. Most normal people, let's call them squares, Joes, civilians, I'll go with. They don't have a bu- even one person that they can say, hey, go bet me a unit, because people get scared right away. Like gamblers who are scuzzy people in general, I think, to, just to be candid, in general, they, not gamblers like at, back in Ohio or town USA, but I'm talking about in Vegas, in a, in a gambling town, there's a lot of... Uh, questionable characters around. Would you agree with that? Very much so. <laughs> and But there is this honor amongst thieves that if you get known as someone that Welshes, you're, you're, you're out. And like in poker, you saw they, they loan massive money to each other. And sometimes these guys go bankrupt and they still, in theory, have to pay it back. They're never paying it back. But with you, you've got how many people that would bet five dimes for you? Ten. Yeah, now think about that. How many mm. if if a if a normal, you know, working dad in West Virginia has one person that will bet, you know, again, I guess it matters what your unit is, right? Mm. So I think that's good advice for you. But I, I don't know, AJ, you were in Houston a long time. You weren't a professional gambler at the time, and you're not now. You're a, a guy that is a broadcaster who also is a really good handicapper, and you're kind of both in a really impressive way, I think, especially with your NFL this year, is how many people – did you get a sense in Houston there was a lot of people that would be saying, hey, bet me 3000 bucks or whatever, and they'd be like, right, I'll see you Tuesday. No. Yeah, it's something very cultural here, I think. Yeah, and it really helps. You nailed it, having that great reputation. Like a a buddy of mine, you know, Bill Crackman. Mm -hmm. Like, we're buddies. So, Mm -hmm. like, like literally— I thought he didn't like you. (laughs) <laughs> he didn't. Oh, but then he, oh, you turn him around. But, 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 but I mean, he, no, like, he's sure. a guy. I, I mean, I might see him once a month, but I'm sure if I said, Bill, get me 10, I, I'm sure if I told him, get me 10K on, on something, he'd be like, no problem, Fez. It would be easy, you know, it'd be like that. It would be casual. You, you wouldn't mind sending your driver's license to him, right? <laughs> no, just... I'll, I'll say this. If in Houston, had somebody at our radio station, if, if I made, if Scott worked in my radio station, we made a $500 bet, uh-huh. it would be on air fodder for every show. Yeah, it'd be an escrow, bro. Here, <laughs> the button gets pushed on $500 bets every episode. It's like, I mean, or close to every episode. Yeah, so it's, it's just a different, it's a different world. It is, it is. But I think the advice is strong in general. Right? Don't bet too many games because here's the thing, last point I'll make, and any other thoughts, we welcome. The line has to be wrong for you to have a positive EV bet. If the line is right, how do you, Fez, if God comes down and says Chargers game should be two and a half, or what do we got right now? Two. Uh, it looks like it's one in some spots, huh? I, I would have said it's one and a half. All right. I like, I like I'm getting two here. Man, I'm getting some good numbers. Is um, how do you make on the side a positive EV bet? 
I guess we you can't right. Yeah, I think we should clarify. Like when we define the line as right, we're saying it's a, it's a point where it's, it's fifty accurate. Fi- accurate, fifty percent, fifty percent. I like I like that word accurate. Fifty percent on result, not on, on result, not money. on the actual. But but some bookmakers would say when the line is right, they're getting balanced action. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So if if I call it God's number, if God mm-hmm. comes down and made a number on the game, how do you beat it? Lane one ten. You might for that game. You mm-hmm. might for ten straight games if you're lucky. But long term, you can't. Right, so if to bet every game means the line's wrong in every game, and remember, it doesn't have to be the exact line. There's about a point and a half corridor that if it's in that range, it's going to be hard to have. If if it's not off a of three or whatever, right? If the line, let's say four, four and a half, and five, right? Yeah, I hate those lines. Right? It's hard to, <laughs> if the line should be four and a half. There's no good bet there. Yeah, right? who cares if I get five and a half or late three and a half? It's 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 not going to land enough for it to matter. And so, in general, not only doesn't the line have to, or the line can't be perfect. It can't be within even a point of what it should be, or it's hard to lay one ten long term and win. Yes, with the exception, obviously, being the key numbers of the threes and yeah. the sevens, where all of a sudden the half you can bow down to the all important half point. And and really. The best way to think about it is how many cents is each half point worth, right? So three is worth a little less than 20, and then four is worth, what, seven? Maybe even a little less. Yeah. yeah. So you need three fours, you know, three different times, you know, that yeah, you three- don't going to get three fours. So you, you got to get four, four and a half to five feels a little less, actually, than three to three and a half. So in three to three and a half is... is um. Uh, that's you're you're making twenty cents effectively, right? Right. So you're essentially to, to put it in a nutshell, if the line's five everywhere uh-huh. and you're laying three and a half uh-huh. minus one ten, you're breaking even. That's pretty yeah. close to break even. But if the line's three everywhere and you're laying two and a half, then you're pretty much. Um, let me make sure I get this right. So you're getting, um, yeah, you're getting the better of it, absolutely strongly on the three because it's twenty. Yeah. See, that's what confuses me sometimes is it's a twenty cent straddle, but you're effectively trying to overcome ten cents of. So let's say this: seven is worth about ten cents. Yes. Right? So if you have a situation where you're taking seven and a half, laying one ten, when the market's seven, you've got a break even bet right there. Right. Because- you're making ten cents effectively on the pricing. And that's what you're laying on the laying on the vig, right? And if you actually want to block it out into outcomes, five times out of a hundred, it's going to land right on seven. Forty-seven and a half, it's going to land each side. So you're going to go fifty-two and a half and forty-seven and a half. You're going to hit fifty-two point five percent break even well, playing it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Exactly. I agree with that. That was good. All right. Any questions, guys? You agree? Any thoughts? I'm. It's the uh, the work of the masters. This is what my internship for the last two years. But it's uh, well, it's coming paying it's, off. It, we got to think about for next year how to put back AJ into a corner for him to make a big bet on his and uh, like we what we should do now. Feds, would you take this bet? This bet, me, you, and these two are on a team. All right, so me and you are by ourselves, right? RJ, Feds, Scott, and AJ. And we take their be- the best year of either of them. And so it's a three-man race, effectively. They just are playing like best ball. What do you think? Well, so if, if, so the, if one's 20 games above 500 and the other's five below, the, well, the, 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 the only, five below one gets, gets disqualified. Out. Yeah, I'm not going to one against two. No. So you, I, I don't know. I'm it's saying you don't, think, you don't think you have an edge yet. God, no. 
So if you're flipping, let's assume they're flipping coins for a second. That's they're, a great they're example. Not, they're yeah. not. One of them's going to one of them's going to flip. If they're flipping coins, one of them's going to land five above, and one's going to land five below. Something like that. Uh-huh. You know, that's too much to overcome. But you won two super contests. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> now, what about if we took? See, if we took their best each week, that would be worse by far. Like they'd be a lot better oh, off. Oh yeah, you know, and I could I could almost use a poker analogy. It's like you want Phil Ivy, or do you want two you know middling pros? Who's going to last longer? Because I can hang out with them in between. Who's going to last longer? Give me the two middling pros for the limit. You know, even though Phil Ivey's like world class. All right, I got it. Here's what we do. Hmm. You you love college football, right? Who doesn't? I don't. I I like it. It's all right. This is what we do. We do picks on the college pod. We won't sit in. We'll just submit them. You do picks in the NFL. We have the equal number of picks, and we do something big next year. Sure. That yeah yeah that makes sense. The middle it, it levels the playing Yeah, field. I like that. All right, I got a text veto. <laughs> we need more college. Let's get to it here, guys. Tampa Bay Dallas. We're going reverse chronological order. So if you're listening late, you can skip the games at the end or see if we were right. Don't listen late. All right, we're doing like we said, best bet, a bet, three leans and a pass, and any sundry props or totals, feel free to jump in with. And we will start with whoever has the biggest pick. And on this one, we got a crossfire right off the go. (laughs) Best bet for me, best bet from Scott. He's got Tampa Bay. Lead it off, buddy. We're playing this at two and a half, two and a half. It's Dallas two and a half. Yeah, I think the way that the Cowboys have been playing over the last five weeks of the season is extremely uh, disappointing and cause for major concern. They've allowed 27.2 points per game over the final five weeks of the regular season. And let's just go back. Week 18, pitiful loss, the terrible loss to Washington, right? And Sam Howell at quarterback. Uh, the week before that, they barely got by the Tennessee Titans without Ryan Tannehill. The week before that, they... Wait, wait, they covered the spread, didn't they? Yeah, they pulled away at the end. <laughs> All right, go ahead. And the week before that, outlasted... Gardner Minshew with the Eagles. The week before that, gave up a 27-10 lead. They covered that spread too, didn't they? No. Oh, it was four? Yeah, yeah, okay. They covered the early number. No, they were laying it, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. Week before that, they gave up a 27-10 lead to the Jaguars, lost that one in overtime, and the week before that, barely beat the Houston Texans. All right, so when it's 27-10... And you give up the lead. Is that good or bad? Meaning they lost the game. That's yeah. a given. Isn't it good they had a 27-10 lead and it feels kind of random at the end with like all the I think it's disappointing for a oh, defense for, sure. for a defense wait, that's that, supposed wait, to be among <laughs> the tops in the league. You always tell me that Fez don't doesn't the fourth quarter count the same? No, no, no. I agree it counts the same, but I do think there's a momentum situation. And and let's be honest, you can score late in games easier because of fatigue. So I'm saying all things equal. If one team loses a nip-and-tuck game, the other team's up 27-10, and, they, they, and, and the opponent storms back, I think I'd rather have the, had the lead if I'm grading the team. Yeah, and this is the Allen Boston 101 where Montana State got, got up 20, uh-huh. and they win the game by three. And he's like, that's not the same as them being tied the whole game and them winning at the end. You know, Montana State was winning the whole game. And you can lose, too, right? Yeah. Meaning, in this case, yes. they lost. Yeah. So, Jason Garrett on Sunday Night Football last week brought up an Ooh, interesting okay. stat. that way, It did go— Did he it, give a stat, or did no, he say something about grass? He said something about grass, but now we have the stats to back it up because the Internet is undefeated. So, Dallas is 1-4 outdoors on grass this season. And Straight so, up? 
one and four, straight, straight up, on grass outdoors this season. And, and is there any stats to back it up? Well, the internet does the research for you. On grass this year, the Cowboys' EPA per play allowed negative .047, the 20th ranked team in the NFL, as opposed to on turf, EPA per play allowed they are second best in the NFL. So we're talking defense here. Yes. Okay. The reason being— Why aren't it, we talking offense? Because the reason being is the Cowboys' strength is their defense, and when their pass rush is just a fraction slower off the snap, they don't get the same pressure on the quarterback as they do on artificial surfaces. And if it's muddy, or I'm not saying muddy, but it's just slippery on grass, you don't have the same footing, you're a fraction slower. And I think that there's, I think there's uh, something to it. Mm. So what is the outdoors? This feels like uh, because I, there are some indoor stadiums oh. that have grass, like Vegas has the, indoor yeah, grass. grass. Texans, so what, the so Texans the grass, indoor grass. Wouldn't the grass matter there too? This feels like the famous left-handed, red-headed quarterback east of the Mississippi. But they haven't played. I don't think they played any games why, indoor. On grass. I can promise you they did, or they wouldn't have that qualifier. Like whoever's well, no, the, 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 the grass games this year at Philadelphia, at Green Bay, at Jacksonville, at Tennessee, and at Washington. Okay, so. And none of the other games. Then why would the people that put out the trend even do it that way? It doesn't make any mm. sense. Um, okay. We're looking right now on grass last year because for, for some reason, four or five games isn't enough for me. Oh, wait. They were 3-1 and one ATS on grass last year. Now, pretty much the same team, right? Yes. All right. So we're 500 in two years. I do like Jason Garrett saying that, but it's meaning I like mm -hmm. that kind of tidbit. And I think your EPA number goes beyond the ATS. Well, now, that's the thing. When you have small sample, if you look at it per play, you can start actually gaining insight. So I yeah, like so in those, five games, in those five games per play, they're the 20th-ranked team in the yeah. NFL as opposed to the second best. And again, and it's, it's defensive. It's almost a, it's a, it's a .1 drop-off. Mm -hmm. yeah. it's, so, it's, 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 it's .047 to .149. So, Mackenzie, this is a great example of why EPA will never really blow up is because what does .1 mean? You know, it's I like, know, but yeah. I mean, I kind of. I mean, I know I can give you the textbook definition. They right. lose a tenth of a point. You know, or, it, the difference. The yeah. delta was, but it's just so hard to quantify that. What I was thinking they should do, and I'm going to give this away for free if they want it. You know how the NBA has like uh, 36 minute stats, like, yeah, because they they try to normalize yes. the time. Well, why not make the a normal game is what's the offensive snaps? 64 plays. 64 this year. Imagine if you said 64 or 65 or maybe 70 or 60, pick a number and say in a 60 snap game, right? Boom, it's going to be six points, right? Or I guess, yeah, it'd be effectively six points. Mm -hmm. So now that starts to make sense, right? Is the, 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 the grass cost, because if it's a tenth of a point every snap, right? Each team snapping the yeah. ball. Uh, that makes sense. And that's a pretty potent number, if you think about it. It's like a, a teaser, is what you're saying, at least this season. Mm hmm. All right. There's also Neflo. Right. right? Am I going to be able to jump well, in? Well, uh, one more. Neflo. Right, you you like Neflo, right? No, you're not charging. <laughs> so Neflo states that away teams experience a one-point disadvantage when playing on a different surface than their home field. Yeah, but that's everyone. That's this right? season. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, but what I'm saying is that uh, I think that's a, a, a number that, that stands the test of time in sure, general. Sure, sure. And it's funny Steve, I, you, I don't know if you were handicapping. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. It's from 2000 to two, 2020, mm -hmm. so it's the past 20 That's years. That's what I would expect. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the reason for that is the per-play stats go back. That's interesting. Sure, it's not 99. They go back to 99. 2000 to oh, I guess 2020. Symmetry, symmetry. Yeah. 
were you around like betting not in Vegas obviously but were you betting the NFL like in 92 93 that's just when I started okay like all the magazines used to have the ATS on grass yeah on turf mm -hmm. and it just disappeared like I've never yes. seen something disappear so fast part of it is because the artificial turf used to be like hard concrete mm -hmm. and now with the field turf with the little pellets it plays much, much different it, yeah exactly mm -hmm. that's the theory Right yeah. now, I think the Giant Stadium, the Jets Giant Stadium, is a problem. Yeah. Some of these surfaces are a problem, but it's. And then you used to have the old Steelers muddy field, Chicago muddy field. They play baseball, some, or they had a, a college game the day before mm -hmm. Pitt would play. They don't do that anymore either. So I, I do think you got to be careful how many years we go back. Mm -hmm. I'd be interested to look at 2012, which is generally what we think is modern. All right, I'm going to say there might be a point. Garrett saying that tells you there might be a point to that, all right? So let's set that aside for a second. To me, this is simple. One, we're, we're playing at a two and a half. This is uh, threes were out there this week. Obviously a key number. I like that. Number two, I don't think Dallas has been playing as bad as people say. And Fez, I, I got to be honest, you've been at the head of this train where you said, you know, you thought San Fran, see, you backed away from San Fran. You were like, San Fran's second best team in football or something, you said one week. Next week, Brock Purdy, even though he had one good game, you were backing off it, right? Mm -hmm. Which makes sense. It's crazy what's happened. Then you said Dallas. Dallas might be the second best team or third best team. Right? You were right. Yeah. And then a couple weeks later, you go, nope, I'm done with Dallas. And it's like, they hadn't, like, I don't think they lost a game. So let's look at these games. Where was the bad game at? So we'll go all the way back to Detroit, all right? So this is way back. Week seven, is that? Make it just a yeah. little bigger, Mackenzie. Okay. So this is EPA with garbage time removed. They got beat by Philly. Bad. That was without Dak, obviously. They played Detroit one-handed. I, I still remember. I think I had Detroit plus seven and a half in that game. I, they just by the way, they didn't get beat by Philly bad because I had them plus seven, and the idiot kicker missed the field goal to cover in the on the end of the game. So Dak didn't play. So they had the Cooper Rush. They played according. Yeah, but EP, yeah. When EPA you, they played bad. Yeah, yeah. So EPA and points are going to be aligned almost to the point, except we took took out garbage time. Yeah. Ninety six. Uh, fourth quarter win share for them. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so, okay. So, it's interesting. Fez is right that it almost covered, and you're right that at no point could Dallas have won. <laughs> right. It seemed very unlikely, yes. right? And the line was only, what, six in that game, if I remember? Um, I believe it was seven and a half, if I remember with Cooper. Six oh, it opened six at six. Oh, yeah. And then, it, yeah, okay. I don't know if it got up to seven and a half, but anyway. So, then Detroit... I had seven. <laughs> well, well, yes, in pocket. <laughs> Detroit, <laughs> uh, they won handedly. Beat Chicago. I mean... Considering this was when Chicago was playing well, they just demolished Chicago. Then they had a tough game against Green Bay, but EPA-wise, it was a one-point game. I don't remember what the actual final. 31-28. All right. Then they dominate Minnesota. Remember, that was how can Dallas be favored? Beat the Giants by 14. Uh, again, this is EPA by, what, 14? By 8 and 28-20 in real life. Uh-huh. Remember that was Thanksgiving with the uh, backdoor touchdown at the very end? Yeah. 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 Indianapolis, they got right, fine. I mean, but I guess, was that at the point, was Indianapolis when Saturday was there? Yeah, there's 100,000 yeah, turnovers. Yeah, Matt Ryan. Okay. All those oh, defensive the, scores. It was, it was tied in, almost into the fourth. They scored okay. 33 points in the fourth. So you could make the case that wasn't a great Dallas yeah. game, but okay. Then Houston, who played everyone tough except for one. They played Kansas City tough the next week. So I'm not going to go crazy about that game, right? Jackson, Dallas should have lost that game. I agree, but the fact they won actually makes them look better than they, they played bad, and then they had that tough drive at the. I was a, well, they were playing eleven against seventeen. Houston was so. 
Houston, 17... Houston, the, the, the Houston scored a touchdown to go up nine, and the refs wouldn't give it to them. They said they were short. They weren't short. Well, do you think the game was fixed? The ref got the. He, do you think? Do you think it's like Apollo Creed? Did you gonna, win the fight. <laughs> you got the decision. Do you, <laughs> do you think that you're going to get paid maybe now if someone says, you know, if RJ agrees that we're, we're going to pay Fez out that ticket? Do you think that's going to happen? Nah. All right, let's keep going. Jacksonville. I mean, as hot as any team, the second half of the. I mean, right up there. Mm-hmm. I. That Philly game, they win against a team supposedly Baker was like, or not Baker, but Minshew's supposed to be so good, and I like Minshew too. It's not a bad game. Well, part of the reason we said it was so good is he torched the Dallas defense because <laughs> that was the, that was the only sample size for Minshew all, all year long. Okay, yeah. and then and Dallas and then won the game, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and finally, Tennessee, they they dominate Tennessee, right? So and then they have a meaningless game. So like, I'm not saying this is the best run ever. But how is this like? It's a disaster for a wild card team. But it, was it a meaningless game because they could? They, I mean, it was Philly. It was ends up, up so, being meaningless. But they Philly sp- was up like thirteen nothing when you blinked, right? So I don't think there was any sense Dallas was engaged was um, playing super hard in that game because it's the only game that's more than minus a couple points on the name. You know, I did I did watch the game and yeah. it did look like Dallas was trying and just let how can lousy. you tell that? <laughs> How, the how eye bad? test, <laughs> the infamous eye test. All right. So <laughs> I, I guess my question is, Fez, I know you've got a gut feeling, and part of it is why you're so good. So let's acknowledge your gut feelings being more than most. But if you were objectively telling me why Dallas is struggling so much in your mind, sh- explain it to Their me. Their defense was elite, and uh-huh. now it's slightly above average. That's uh-huh. that's my take on them. Okay. And to some degree, it's complementary football, though, right? Because mm-hmm. let's make the case. Dallas could, on a given game, be a top three defense in football. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. And they could be a top five offense in football in a given game. Right? I agree. So in a weird way, when they play both of them, it's amazing. When they have one, they tend to win. I, you know, How many do they need against Tampa is the question. Because Tampa, I'll tell you this, Tampa hasn't played near this well. Oh, and I, I lean to Tampa, and it's not because I like Tampa. It's like I don't like the intangibles here with Dallas. So now with Dallas, we can argue about why they're not playing elite and they're just playing mm-hmm. like a wild card team. Um, this is their fourth road game in five weeks. I don't like that at all. All right, that's mm-hmm. I think that is a factor. So how long did they play their starters? Oh, they played the whole game last week. Well, I don't like that. So they're down by like thirty, and they're and they're playing the whole game. Yeah. Oh my god. The all other right. thing is is. Uh, I, as far as the Bucks performance and the intangibles well, of Brady, okay. Let's let Faz finish his point real yeah. quick, and then second, it's wild. It's wild card round. So there's one trend that people have used for years, been very successful, and it's the the Sagarin strength of schedule trend. I don't know why it's been so effective. I haven't heard you say Sagarin in 20 years. Oh. <laughs> so I well, this is the one week I use it, and the idea is you bet the team that has had the harder strength of schedule, uh-huh. and just I don't know why it works so well in the wild card round. Maybe some of it this is noise. Could be luck. Could be luck, but I don't think it is. And let me give you the numbers and why I don't think it's luck. So if you just blindly bet since 2002, mm-hmm. the team that played the harder schedule, you're 54, 28, and two against the spread. Mm-hmm. So pretty big sample, but. If you went ahead and took out the teams that were within ten of strength of schedule, so comparable oh, well, yeah. strength of schedule, it should Very do better, right? I mean, it yeah, should do better. Yeah, yeah. It's thirty-nine and one. Thirty wins, nine losses, one lo- one tie. So that's pretty damn strong. So ten slots. Yes, ten slots or more. All right. So if one team is twenty-one, one team's nine. 
That's more than 10 slots of difference in strength of schedule. Yes. So oh. obviously it applies in this game or I wouldn't have brought it up. So Dallas has played an easy schedule, number 29. Uh-huh. Tampa slightly harder than average, schedule 13. So a 16 slot differential. Okay. So let me ask you this question. If they made this line Tampa 27, uh-huh. would this apply? Yes. You want to bet it? No. Well, you just said, I mean, I obviously don't want to bet it. My point is, like, there's no accounting for anything here. I get the idea, if all things are equal, strength of schedule is a little less valued than it should be. Yeah, I, I think that's very well said. That that I, And do I expect that this is going to continue to kick butt? Of course not. Do I expect it's going to hit... You know, 48%, 50%, 52%, 54%. I'd say, you know, my standard answer in all these trends, I think 52% is probably a good number. And you're acknowledging there's forward. some chance or some truth to it. Yes. I mean, this could we could do a whole show on this trend because I think it's fascinating. You could say, hey, the market's going to take care of everything else. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that it's not considering properly, history tells us, is strength of schedule. But here's the thing. The fact it doesn't work in the later rounds invalidates. At least you've got to roll those in and see what the record is. Because what could Which, it be yeah, about the Why first would round? we cherry pick? I think it's because every team is on the same footing. They're all playing the first. But the market the should take care of that, too. It should. Right? It should. So, I mean, eh, okay. It's a good trend for sure. It's not stopping me. Boy, we got the. This is like the '90s here. We got the turf trend. Yeah. We, got, we got some Sagarin. kind of Sagarin trend. I, I think. Um, oh, I think Nirvana's got a show. I mean, I, I heard there's trouble in the band. A little strife. That Courtney Love is trouble. I heard. I mean, Problem. What do you think, AJ? I initially. Well, you have a. Let's be clear here. You've got a lean on Tampa. Yeah. And I think I've changed my mind. Oh, I won him over. <laughs> I love it. Uh, because, you know, Scott was talking about the last five weeks. And my thought last – and this is what I said last week about Dallas, why I didn't trust Dallas because their, def- their defense has not been good. The past defense hadn't been good. And RJ said, look up the stats. Tell me – look up the stats. And I looked them up, and last five weeks of the season, Dallas was 26th in DVOA against the pass. But because I had that screen up, I saw – well, shit, Tampa's 28th in the last five weeks against the pass. Against the pass, okay. And so who do I trust more to, to beat a bad defense right now, Dak or Tom Brady? I don't know that it's not Dak. And then I looked at, oh, yeah. and I looked at well, let's see the quarterbacks that have been eating these two teams up because, I mean, we just mentioned Dallas's schedule. It's been Sam Howell, Josh Dobbs, Gardner Minshew, Trevor Lawrence, Davis Mills in those five games. Bad quarterbacks for the most part. But then I looked at, Who's been doing this to Tampa? Desmond Ritter, Sam Darnold, Trace McSorley in his first career start, Joe Burrow, and Brock Purdy in his first career start. And it's like it, neither one of these teams is is doing anything well against the pass, and they're both playing equally poor strength of opposing quarterbacks. I, I don't know that I'm I, I'm as fevered to to fade Dallas right now as I as I thought I was going to be just because Tampa I I've just kind of like I've been saying for weeks now I don't think Tampa's any good I don't think Tampa's any good and maybe because Dallas has been in my mind not good recently I'm letting that outweigh it but Tampa's been bad for most of the year. I, just, I don't trust them. So well, I, I've kind of switched my lean. Well, this, Brady's suddenly bad. Brady well, was good most of the year, and he's and he's struggling. But you're, I, you're not being sarcastic, though, right? I'm not being sarcastic. No, it's interesting you say that, though, because I think we all agree, and everyone knows this has been a trying year on Tom Brady, just personally, right? 
and and just everything that he's gone through. Mm-hmm. Taking three weeks off in training camp, getting a divorce, like all this stuff. But the end of and, the year shouldn't suffer because of what happened. And the end of the year hasn't because in the one what? game in the one game that was a must win, that was a playoff game. 34 for 45 for so 432 he's, he's yards it, and back. three touchdowns. He's just holding it back. Yes, but the reason it was at, a must-win, Scott, is because I he sucked it. the three I weeks get before. It. For some reason, just it feels like Tom Brady at 45 years old. Under, it feels like Tom Brady is doing—he's like the Golden State Warriors now. You, they know they're going to make the playoffs, and then you turn it on when the playoffs count. He we, knows you know, they, the, they were down by 10 in a Carolina game. And he willed them they, to a win. Yeah, throwing six-yard out. best game of the throwing year. Throwing six-yard. Out patterns. The, the eye test says he can't throw down the field at all. all right, so I'll make a bet. Brady has better stats in this game than Dak Prescott. But in that same game, that's a bet. Remember, I'll give you. I'll give you. Um, I'll give you plus one fifty. Well, what, this is interesting. Now I might want to get in on this baby. So Sam what, Darnold what are we threw saying? for three hundred forty yards in that game. Yeah, Brady don't play defense. My husband can't throw and catch the ball himself. Oh, so is, is, Bra- <laughs> is Brady playing defense in this game, or is it the same shitty defense to let Sam Darnold throw for three forty and three touchdowns? Like I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm. You know, right, I talked. Jump in. Oh, go ahead. I talked to Sam Darnold's mom. And he's tired of you talking smack about. Well, him. listen, <laughs> listen. He had uh, the kissing disease. I mean, that takes yeah. a couple years to recover from mono. All right, here's the thing about Brady. All right, I agree with Scott. What you got to overcome betting against Tampa is the fear of Brady. But you know what I did? I meditated upon this game. Not really. I drove in. I was thinking about it. Yeah, that's meditating. Yeah, and with some of these lights oh, is. How do these quarterbacks typically end? I'm remembering Joe Montana getting crushed in the turf with a Kansas City Chief uniform. I remember the many games I went to see Joe Namath play the Rams. No, no. But, as in a, but he, you know, how do it, does it end? Right? It ended pretty well for Elway. We got Elway. We got Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. Even though he was struggling, he won. But otherwise, Breeze. you could make the case it didn't end too well for Manning. That way retired than, like like two. He could have played years more. Yeah, yeah, I agree Super with Bowls. that. I mean, he he got his Super Bowls. He was getting beat up physically. He he. It was a shock when he retired. I would say that for sure, Elway. But Fez, in general, these quarterbacks at forty five. But forget they're in their coming in their last couple of playoffs. They usually get whipped. I just think about poor Boomer Esiason in his last couple of years. It happens like that, right? Because the, the intensity picks up. And let's just look at Brady. I was on the bandwagon through thirteen weeks, saying Brady's playing almost as well as last year. And if you look at our composite, we do a QBR. And we do the PFF grade, and we take a blend, right? We scale it and blend it. He's had two bad. He had two bad games in the first thirteen weeks. He was minus six slots. Is this slots we're doing it by, McKenzie? No, it's points. All right, all right. So points like on QBR or whatever. Mm-hmm. All right, minus six points or so in the New Orleans game, and that was the second game of the year. He was minus fifteen in the Baltimore game, and he didn't have anything worse than minus one. And he had one minus one in all green other than that. And this is the minus and the plus is based on league average. So he was a above average QB effectively in the first, uh, let's say, thir- 12 games because he had a bye. In nine, of the, nine or ten of those, he was above average. With one, he was average, let's say. Nine plus one average plus two below. In the last six games... And we're double counting New Orleans here. He's been below average five times. 
So New Orleans, five, San Francisco, Cincinnati. Yeah, so let's think about this now. And you're right, strength of schedule isn't being considered here. But New Orleans, he was minus one uh, point from average. San Francisco, minus nine. Cincy, minus 12. Mm-hmm. Arizona, minus nine. Arizona, minus nine after being embarrassed by Cincinnati. And then Carolina, he was up 23. His best game of the year, not even close. And then he was down in the Atlanta game. But again, that, let's not even count he, that. He only played in the first yeah. half. Yeah. Okay. So, but in general, he had more bad games in the last quarter of the season by almost double as he had in the first three quarters of the season. Old quarterbacks struggle at the end of the year. We know that. I don't know what else. He could be injured. We don't know. But this, this there's a trend line to me here, I think for sure, against Brady. Uh I, to me, and we'll wrap this game, and I'll let Scott have final word, unless he says something I don't agree with, is <laughs> I think Dallas isn't that. Dallas hasn't struck. It's almost like Dallas had such a high bar. Stephen A. Smith wants to talk about it so much, and everyone wants to talk about it, and I love Stephen A., and it's nothing against him, but it's just there was a motivation to pick apart what Dallas does. But somehow with Tampa... There's a motivation to talk about Tom Brady in 2017 mm-hmm. when he struggles. I think that the narrative has this line at two and a half. If Jameis Winston were the quarterback, and if you look at Jameis's stats, his last year in Tampa, and Brady's stats, think about, I mean, more interceptions, but you Way add more, it up yeah. in QBR and PFF, it's going to be about the same is my guess. And if Winston was the quarterback here, this line would not be two and a half Dallas. It would be three and a half Dallas. Mm-hmm. And I think you're paying too much for the Brady, the hope, I guess, the dream. He's going to pull you out of it. Uh, closing word, Faz, and then we'll go to Scott. Anything? I, I still think that fourth road game in five is not good. It's a good – no, you're right. How many points would you quantify that for? Three quarters of a point. More than half? Yeah. Okay. Closing thought? Brady turns it on when it matters the most. Do you think that's ever going to end? <laughs> when he doesn't play anymore. So you think? So that's interesting. You think he'll quit while he's still playing well, which means he had to quit last year and not come back, <laughs> right? I mean, should have quit after the Carolina game. You know what? So, yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah. Oh, oh, and it is third straight road game, also. So that's why oh. I had three quarters. Mackenzie, that's interesting. Do this. Um, do a search away, 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 right? right? And then say the prior game was either away or home, and then the prior game, well, I, let me think how we would do that. Think on that a second. How do we get four out of five? I know, I know how we can replicate three. Um, I might have to think about that on the break. Uh, but I'm going to, I want to see what the data is. It's not being, do you feel like that's being overly discussed? I, I'm, I haven't heard it on any, anyone it's good else. Insight. Neither have I. It's good insight. And you know, when you do real well with these, is when it's preseason to regular season mm-hmm. and regular season to postseason because people don't think of it as a continuation. Yes, and and like sometimes they had two road games at the end of preseason and mm-hmm. then two and, and I, you you do really well with that stuff. And just from a travel perspective, so from Dallas to Tennessee, back to Dallas, up to Washington, back now to Tampa. So now here is what's confusing: AJ switched his side. I had a complicated. I like that you that. did, huh? It's not allowed to do that. Yes, he is. That's the, the lean. No, no, that's the point of this. Oh. We're trying to talk each other. I know you're stubborn, Fez, but we're trying to talk each other. Okay. You change your opinion a good bit. That's true. I like that's that. True. We're here to try to learn, yeah. right? All right. So this is what it was. We said best bets are worth two, bets are worth one, 
and we said liens are worth a quarter. And oh, I'm sorry, 0.4. And here's why. I want three liens to be better than one pick, but not two liens, right? So mm. it could be 0.4, 0.35, yeah. whatever you want to say. Okay. Well, now it's best bet uh-huh. me, best bet Scott, lean Fez, and now lean AJ with me. That's an exact tie. It's the only tie scenario. So now we got to see how serious we are. So at the end of the pod, mm-hmm. we'll just kind of badger each other till one of us relents. <laughs> <laughs> Sound good? Sounds good. <laughs> Next game, Cincy, Baltimore. We got the line market, Wednesday night taping. Thursday morning release, Cincy eight and a half. This one, we've got Fez with a bet. Not his best bet, but a bet. And one other lean, two passes. Fez. Yeah, bet on Cincinnati Bengals minus, I guess it's currently eight and a half that we're grading this at. Mm -hmm. And this is all about my information says, Vito says it's very (laughs) likely that Baltimore's quarterback is going to be the same dude that just played last week and they're an 11-point dog against the Bengals. So Anthony Brown? Anthony Brown, not Tyler Huntley, not Tyler Huntley, who has a shoulder injury and who Tyler Huntley did not practice today, nor did Lamar Jackson. Hmm. Um, and as we move forward here in the week, it's looking less and less likely that Lamar is going to play. But um, I don't think Huntley's going to play either. You know what? And if Huntley plays, I'm perfectly happy because this number currently is being dealt like I'm not happy, but it's being dealt like a Huntley number. Yes. But a Huntley healthy number. And Huntley won't be healthy, so we'd have to downgrade it. Um, but the bottom line is, if it is Brown, I have the Bengals being. Let me see here. I got the Bengals eight and a half better on a neutral, and the Bengals are home. That's why the Bengals were laying eleven uh, just last week, and at minus eight and a half, there's value Bengals. And yeah, is AJ's lean right? Yeah, it's my lean, and and I, I'll be honest, if if Huntley plays, it's not like it's a big difference for me, Anthony. If Huntley was qualified. Like for our for our ratings, he'd be a bottom three quarterback in the league. Like if he had enough play, he's been terrible all season long. The gap between Lamar and these backups is so massive, and we talked about this on Sovam was it this morning, I guess. We, we talked about the the idea of of Tyler Huntley was if Lamar Jackson gets hurt, you don't have to change the scheme all that much because like Tyler Huntley's just a poor man's Lamar Jackson. That's that's just false. Like Tyler Huntley's. Just not a good quarterback, period, because he he can't beat anybody down the field. He's been objectively bad this season. Mm-hmm. But they're talking style of play. Right. Yeah. But the different but the thing Lamar has is Lamar can beat you with his arm occasionally, so you have to respect it. Oh no, I agree they're different players, but the theory is you can't have a running quarterback with a drop back quarterback. Agreed, agreed. But Tyler Huntley, because he doesn't have that threat, teams have just been able to key in on on Baltimore's run game mm-hmm. and they're one dimensional and Cincinnati I respect their defense enough that if you're one dimensional I think you're going to have a hard time beating them and then what's really changed from a week ago where the Ravens were plus 11 and a half like what's the what's the biggest change between now and then the possibility I, well, that one of these other two quarterbacks and Mark might limp An- out there and Mark Andrews didn't play last yep. week yeah so Is that it, I mean, how many points could Mark Andrews possibly be worth at the most? Fans? One, one, yeah, three quarters. Wait a minute. What was the? How would we characterize the motivation at game time in that game last week? Uh, maximum. It had to be for who? For both. both. For, for both. Cincy and Baltimore. Yeah, because the winner how? was because if Baltimore won, that they were going to determine who was going to get home field in this game with a coin flip. You get a fifty-fifty shot at home field if you win, zero percent shot at home field if you lost. And the line went up to what? It was like it, 11 and a half. All right. And the line was right over a touchdown when they thought it was Huntley, right? 
So this is effectively— Well, they didn't know it was going to be Lamar. They thought there was— at least a decent chance Lamar Jackson would play last oh, week. Oh, there was no. And then it, they, they, that, 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 by that Wednesday they certainly yeah it dissipated early in the week. Yeah. Yeah. So really, what we're saying here is the line has moved, oscillated between these two numbers based on who the backup or who the quarterback's going to be for the Ravens. So it feels very analogous to last week, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, so like, what's what befuddles you about that? Well, that it, I mean, we don't know for sure that Tyler Huntley's playing. Did you hear Vito said it? <laughs> Oh, oh, he said he's not playing. Oh, yes. yeah. Well, so if I mean, or he shouldn't be playing. So he if he plays, be playing. he'll be compromised. So what? What's if Anthony Brown ends up playing? This number's supposed to be eleven and a half. At least that's what it was supposed to be last week. Maybe ten and a half with the Andrews so situation. With this situation, us not knowing, like I, this seems like we're paying. So what? What are you saying? You think where's the value? I think what they're saying is this is certainly a Tyler Huntley game. No, 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 no. So if we're going to define the line as with Huntley playing, eight and a half is about right. That's what last week told us. And again, we got Andrew, but let's just say in that range. And then with the third stringer in, 11, 11 and a half. Now, your numbers is about that range between the two? I actually have them only one and a half apart. But that, but I'm not confident at all in my Brown rating because it's just – I, I, I just I just put him in as a third string, a minus five. He, I have no confidence. My conf, or, you know, you have an A, a B, a C, and a D confidence level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My number's a D on how good Brown is. All right. I accept that. So, to me, here's why I think, AJ, maybe you're wrong in that what you're saying, if I'm not mistaken, is – Hey, this line is saying Huntley's playing. Huntley is uncertain. Thus, if Huntley plays, this line's right. If he doesn't play, we got value going with Cincy. Or if he's hobbled. Yes. Okay. Or if he's hobbled. I like it. Here's what I think you guys are maybe not counting for. There is a Lamar percentage in here. I agree. So maybe it's 15%. But if it's 15, he's going to move at six points or whatever. And line's going to go to six. Yeah, if not lower. Right, say, I'll say I six. six. Yeah, six okay. I'll accept that. Yep. So, in a way, it's saying fifteen percent Lamar. That's correct. Yeah. It, 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 and and my and Vito tells me Lamar's not playing. And I agree with that. I mean, yeah. Lamar hasn't practiced yet. Like, if if you have been out for six weeks and you're not practicing on Wednesday, yeah, it, like the likelihood that you're going to play on Sunday and. We talked about this on SOV, SOVAM this morning. Fifteen percent is saying it's very unlikely, right? But if it happens, it's a big deal for sure. TCU had more than fifteen percent chance to win on the money line, right? <laughs> Not in the halftime. <laughs> no. But the thought is, if even if Lamar plays, I, I don't know that this should move the line below seven just because of what Lamar well, then currently got, is. Then, then is, is this your best bet? It's no, it's a lean. Because <laughs> why is that? Because this sounds like the anatomy of a bet. You've got conviction. Lamar's not playing. If he does play, you don't think it will be that effective. This is what a bet is. So right? full disclosure, I I I gave this out to my clients at seven earlier this week uh-huh. as a three star because yeah. I be, and That's with this awesome. with this handicap at eight and a half, I just feel like I'm now you know the the value of my handicap has been lessened. Yeah, but what do you think the line should be? That's all that matters when you're picking. In a, in a vacuum, meaning right now we're picking in this moment on this show. That's all we can do. What you bet yesterday doesn't matter, right? It does in real life because the theory is I got a bankroll. I don't want to bet a second time. Right. I think the line should be 10. Uh-huh. I think there's value, and it's a good bet at minus 8.5, and, and I think it was a great bet minus 7. You know what we should do? And, and kudos on that, AJ, for getting the pick and to your pay clients. 
To hey, me, I gave that out also, minus. Kudos to you too, Steve. Well, I tell you, if he was following you, his record wouldn't be near as good this year. So let's give him some credit yes. here. Let's give him. So we gave him heat last year. You got to earn yep. it. Yep. And when Scott has his monster next year, we got to give him credit. <laughs> I mean, all right. Um, I think something we should maybe do next year is when we give a pick is give the, what we think the line should be as part of it. Mm-hmm. Because in a weird way, that is what people that's what people don't realize is effectively what we're doing by saying, I like this team. You're saying the line should be different, right? Like we it's, talked there. I can tell you why we don't do that. Why? Because the I think people would be I don't know if they would respond positively to how close to the line our best bets are. Like well, we're literally gonna have a three star at plus three well, we talk and we're gonna about say the line the, the line should be two. We talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean I think one of the reasons listen, every show that has half an effort to be honest talks about how honest they are and how no one else is honest. And then so, they say, Oh I like this team plus three. They should be favored. That's what they all say. It's yeah. all bullshit. Well, no, or it's ignorance. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean I know like Phil Steele wasn't ignorant, but in his um newsletter or isn't his newsletter, he has one of his winning team, you know, his best bets are winning by 14. And in a weird way, you could say it's it's with the randomness of football, this is because here's the thing, actually, you got to give him credit. It's not what the line should be. But if you project a score, if you put it in the machine and say, okay, uh, it's a three point favor, it should be four and a half. Go. What's the average standard deviation and all that? You're not going to have a, some of the games are going to fall three, but some of them are going to be ten. Yeah. So you take the average; it probably is moving towards seven or ten. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I think that's fine. But I think in general, the only factors and tell me if you agree with this: the only factors that matter when you're picking a game in this environment or in any environment is what do you think the line should be, and what are the bankroll ramifications of any prior bets you've made or bets you want to make. Yes. Right? I mean, what else really matters? Because it doesn't matter if it's wind, rain, sleep. You know, if you told me what... I mean, you think about blackjack. It's like counting a shoe. You're not sure of what your count is. You're going to be pretty sure you got a good number, right? You're, you're, you're certain of the number, your running count you have, but you're not sure are those good cards coming in the next deck yeah, or exactly. in the second deck or the third deck or but, the fourth deck. But if, yes. you're, if you're plus five, or and I'm not a counter, if you're plus five and... You can have a pretty good bet what you should be, or a pretty good estimate of what you should be betting based on your edge. Yeah. So if you're at plus five and there's two decks left, your true counts plus two and a half, a break even, a true counts plus one. Mm-hmm. So you've got a um, an edge of you know a couple percent in that okay. situation. And that's you bet accordingly. That's exactly what we should be doing, and what we do just intuitively here. What should the line be? How often, uh, uh, or which what the line should be is effectively what's the outcome we expect. The median outcome. Yes. And I think median's right there. Yeah. The median outcome. And how much, how many points do you have in between that it could fall? And thus, that's your edge. Think of it like the normal distribution and you got a skew from the center. Exactly. I want to draw a blackjack analogy. No one's ever done this, but it really shows the critical importance. Another one of a kind on a show. You're going to like this. (laughs) So the critical importance of lower VIG and getting that extra half point. So in blackjack, Blackjack pros like scour the earth to find really good rules. Oh, we can we can resplit aces. It's worth 0.1%. Uh, dealer stands on soft 17. It's worth like 0.2%. Blackjack pays two to one. That's incredible. That's like plus 1.4%. That's like the best rule ever. People fly to Australia to play that game. It's worth like 1.4%. So to put that in perspective, minus 105, that's worth like 2.3%. Betting on sports, an extra half point. 
that's worth like 4% in some cases. You get the idea. These, um, all these, they look trivial. They are astronomically big in the greater gambling scheme of something that's close to break even. I think we should try to do some type of visualization that represents a 10-year period for a better, where the calendar turns, and on one side we got an Excel sheet, it's stacking up. The other side we're seeing wins and losses happening. In the background we got a transparent, like shots being made, shots being missed, mm -hmm. et cetera. And really, ultimately, it's no different than the casino on a blackjack table or a series of tables. They want to win every hand, but long they know what the math is, right? Especially in games like roulette, where there is no counting or whatever. They love that's why blackjack. They spend so much energy stopping the counters. To the point, Fez, I think the case has been made. The casinos lose money in that by the people they bar from blackjack because they're they're doing it with such aggression because they're afraid of getting beat and not being positive EV that they're throwing out people that are marginal and thus they would lose long term. Exactly right. And there's a survivor bias where someone's on their game, they're they're sober, they're, they're playing their best game, they're good at it and they win, they evaluate that one session like that's a winning player and but he's only a, a marginal winning player and they bar him and don't realize that that dude comes in all the time coming home from Tao and he he can barely add his cards up at that point and he still thinks he's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, but if we think of it the same mathematical way, though you don't know exactly your numbers, and that's what Fez and I always disagree about. You, Fez, you'll bet your fifty-three and a half percenters, and I'm saying, boy, each passing year for everyone, the market's getting tougher. Game changes. Do we know we have the exact same edge? Mm -hmm. You know, it poker's the same way. So, in general, I like to bet fifty-five percenters, and hey, they lose sometimes too. Fez, you're, you're. Uh, uh, your volume is is far exceeds mine, and it's a different approach and a, very successful. Yes, but you don't know exactly how much you're going to win or lose in any uh, even your expectation. You don't know exactly, and that's where the danger comes in. Yeah, it's almost like your card counter. You're getting to see like like a third of the card, <laughs> and it was a seven or a nine. Couldn't really tell, you know, close enough. What per last question on this? What percentage of professional sports betters? Success is determined by their bankroll management, meaning this is now a rarefied group of they win. If all they did was write their picks down on a piece of paper every morning, they would win. All right. Now the question is, are they betting too much and thus hit and ruin at, when they shouldn't? Because the only way you can win or check that the only way you can lose if you have winning picks is by betting too much. Mm hmm. Right, because then you go broke before the truth of your advantage exerts itself. How many people do you think can pick winners, but their bankroll management keeps them poor? What percentage would you say of winning uh, of the winning play? Yeah. But first, of, first of all, before I answer the question, I do want to say I hear all the time the number one most important trait is bankroll management, which I totally disagree with. Because if you don't hit fifty two point four percent, you don't win. It doesn't matter what your bankroll management, and that's really the that's that's the reason ninety percent. For most of people, people, it doesn't matter. That's right. So and thus, I always say bet less. Right, but you asked of the winning yeah. players. Yes, I would say. Gosh, more, I would say more than half of the winning players bust out because they have bad bankroll management. So think about it. It's like hitting the NBA, making the NBA, but now you're doing Len Bai style. You're smoking crack, and half the people are dropping dead because they got to the NBA, but there was another skill they didn't have. And the irony, to wrap it all up, and a friend of yours wrote the book, uh, One of a Kind, I talk mm -hmm. about it once or twice a year, is to be a high-level 
poker player, for example, you got to be willing to lose because when you step up, well, like when I when you started betting in game again, you you got a real natural talent for certain things. Were you winning in game right away? I actually was. Okay. Most things like yeah. what I one of the reasons I think we I had a down season this year was I was adapting and adopting adopting a lot. Okay, I need to disclose one thing: playing against one book. No, I was not winning when only one book would deal it. As long as more than one book was dealing it, I was winning because there was so much disparity mm. that literally my handicapping could be completely off. But there, they like it was like naked arbitrages. Yeah, well, and and I wouldn't even arbitrage, but like one yeah. book would deal a thirty-eight, and one deal book would deal a forty on a total. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you were playing in today's market, when you start, let's say you hadn't bet till today, you said I'm going to start betting in game this weekend. Do you think you wouldn't win initially? If you didn't know anything, uh, if I didn't know, I would not win. Now, if I if I could, if Fez yeah, could, but let's let's drill into that a second. But if you played for even a, a modest amount of time, you'd be winning a massive amount because that's one of your big profits. Yes. But you have to be willing to lose. Yes. Right. And that's the challenge because the people who are the type to bet the bankroll management right hate losing. And I know some of the best players in poker, not some of the best, but there's guys better than the 2550 guys that were playing 510 because they didn't want to lose. They wanted to keep winning, and thus they stopped going up. Well, my buddy Jared said he was playing a 510 game, and Huck Seed was sitting next to him. It's like he was like, this is really cool. And Huck Seed's a world champion. You know, but why? you got to ask, why is he playing a 510? Maybe it was a juicy 510, or maybe there were bankroll issues. Or maybe Huck Seed was champion in 96. Yeah. It's been a long, I think it was 96. Yeah. It was a year before... Uh, Stu won his third. Uh, it was 96. Thank you. Um, I played, uh, I played a bunch with Mason Malmuth, who, you know, mm -hmm. two plus two and a few times with Skolansky. So those guys, I give those guys credit. I mean, Malmuth is one of the most disagreeable people walking the earth in my experience, mm -hmm. but he still did some real good stuff business wise, no no you know, and he was always conservative though. Everyone's trying to play sky high and those guys would grind. And, you know, I don't see him working straight jobs. And it's a, it's a pretty, <laughs> you know, it's interesting. They wrote a pretty good book, except for the chapter on, on sports betting and how, how to win a hundred. Getting the best of it? Oh, no, how to win a hundred thousand dollars a year, uh, you know, gambling in the casinos. What's interesting is I almost agreed with like almost every chapter in the, the sports bank. And it makes sense. This is what I do. You know, my living yeah, yeah. and the like, and I was like, no wrong. No. Like they like teasers are bad. Don't play teasers. Parlays are bad. Don't play parlay cards. And I was like, yeah, but generally their advice is right. It's just, it's very general, niche, but yeah. they just didn't, they didn't get the right memos from the right people. Well, here's what I would say is I think the theory of poker is maybe the most important gambling book ever written. To me, it was by far the most influential. Um, and I'm talking about any sports betting. It's just it taught you about expectation. And, mm -hmm. you know, and to this day, you see a lot of people talk, you know, serious people talk in the same way. Have you read that one? I, you know, I have it in my library and I didn't read it. That's important. Maybe that's what that's yeah. don't read it. I think that's my well, only the, edge. The, 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 <laughs> poker's negative EV because when I'm playing poker and I win, it distracts me from something I win more at. So is tucking your kid in at night, but you do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Any closing thoughts on this? Uh, just about the Ravens, you know, their defense. Oh, yeah, we should talk more about the game. Yeah, the, the Ravens' defense, ever since they acquired Roquan Smith, has just been on another level. They're they second, signed him, right? I yeah, they him. signed him to a long-term deal. They're, they've allowed the second-fewest points in the NFL and the second, excuse me, third-fewest yards per game in the NFL since they acquired Roquan Smith. So Highest-paid inside linebacker yeah. in NFL it, history. It's, it's a third time playing a divisional opponent in the same season. 
I, I passed on this game because I do think Cincinnati wins and probably wins big. But if Baltimore's defense is up to the task, this could be closer than people think. So here's, and I thought about that too, and I, I do agree. The Ravens' defense has been phenomenal. And then I looked up what their offense has been since Lamar left. Yeah, twelve points a game. It's pathetic. There's other there's other great defenses whose offenses have been so sad this year. They're not in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Denver and the Patriots are two that come to mind, and Denver and the Patriots. Both have been better on offense yeah. than the Ravens without Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. So that's so. Say that one more time. I, I was saying that no. I, I heard, but you, who what were the teams you're comparing the, to? The, uh, the the Patriots and the Broncos, okay. teams with what we consider great defenses that what, had what bad offenses. Pa- what would the Patriots line be in this game? Uh, oh, I don't know. I, I'm just well, saying. Think about it, because I mean, I guess the point I'm making is, yeah, you might be right. But they wouldn't be getting eight and a half in this game. New England is a zero in my power rating since he have five and a half. So the, the line would be 7.25. Yeah. So, I mean, I agree with you. That it, why won't that go <laughs> off? Is I agree with you. That's my library. I'm stalking my library. That's eBay right there. Um, I just don't know what it tells us, though. It's because they're being priced like they're worse than the Patriots. Well, that's what I was saying. And I, think they probably I think we were saying kind of the same thing. And I, my argument to Scott was because, like, how great this defense mm-hmm. is. The, the, there's a lot of great defenses whose offenses are better than this Ravens team. The Ravens' offense right now is not good enough to make up for how good their defense is. At what line, though? Like, see, to me, that's the thing. If it's like, I mean, there's time, some of the biggest bets you've ever made, Fez, you, you, I don't know about this, probably 14 point dogs, right? I mean, oh, yeah, back in the day. I yeah, mean, I mean, I what mean, I'm saying is, in general, you can be the worst team of the league and still be an amazing bet in sure. the game. And I just wonder, is are the Ravens priced right here? Or you mm-hmm. think they're priced, you think that the quarterback, uh, meta game here is such that they're, they're overstating the chance that Huntley plays. Or Lamar, yes. Yeah. Okay. Since he was a three-point favorite at New England this year. Okay, since at New England. Mm-hmm. So do four points win? I mean, yeah, it seems like we're in Well, range. since he is, keeps trending upwards, they're 20 and three against yeah, the spread. Yeah, but that was a couple weeks ago. How yeah. do you feel about the Bengals being 21 and three against the spread? I, I, the knee jerk would say bet against them, and that's why I think this line will inflate through the roof because people know about that. I think, I, I, I think in general, since he's people's caught on, yeah. right? Uh, but let's say this. They were getting two and a half at home against the Bills. That's a great example. So what? Did that, that, that doesn't count as a cover, and they were well on their way to covering that. Yeah, game. but but it does say the market hasn't bought them fully, yeah, yeah, right? Because they bet right. that Monday in the that was one of the well on their way, like eight minutes on their way to covering. Well, they were minus one eighty on the on the live wagering. I'd consider I, I consider you know Let catching see, two and a half on a minus one eighty very effective. Pro Bills or con Bills? Uh, I think <laughs> he's pro there. Okay. Couple of stats for you. Baltimore, the first eleven games, their fourth quarter win share. That's proprietaryprecame.com stat, which is saying how much control do you have in the game? Let's look at the win percentage throughout the fourth quarter. They were at fifty-nine percent or better every game. There wasn't one game in eleven that they didn't have almost a sixty percent chance to win, and they won most of them, right? In four of the last six games, they've been under fifty-nine percent. So now under it once. Four out of the last Despite six. their defense getting better. The defense getting better. Let's speak about that. Last nine games, they've given up, the Ravens, less points than expected, eight and nine. Hmm. So this yeah. team's exceed even the increasingly high expectations of the D, they're exceeding it. And then finally, if you look at Cincinnati, okay, is 
they have five games. Well, this is pretty amazing here. Is in the first five games, they were averaging their uh, them as a team. Hmm, what number is this? It says, oh, all right, offense. Their offense in five games was had scored 40 less points than expected. So five games in, they had the expectation, 40 less. In the last 10 games, their offense has exceeded by 80 points. So eight points a game, mm-hmm. their offense is going. And that's that, I think, O-line coalescing and obviously amazing trend for Cincy. Round, wild card round favorites of more than seven? Seven or more, yeah. Okay. 13 and nine ATS. So not all that impressive. That's 82 on. I'll check that. 2002 on. Any other round. So it's after this, the favorites, seven plus, 24 and 35. Okay. Is the assumption there that if, you, if you're if you a double-digit dog in the in the second round, you you probably won a game you weren't supposed to win, thus you're going up against a team that's just w- well. No, it's the opposite. Than... We're saying the favorites are 24 and 35. Oh, later one so, and five in the Super Bowl. So what McKenzie is saying here is, and I think he's doing it somewhat deceivingly, but what he's trying to say here is, hey, all this talk about big favorites ain't true. Look, in the first round they barely win. He won't put a percentage by because it, it would look too good. But, you know, because 13 and 9 doesn't feel all that good, but you look at the percentage, it's 59%. pretty good. 59%. Yeah, it's pretty good. But then he says, oh, but after that, it's 24 and 35. So why did we stop at 2002? Because they, all those big favorites kicked ass back no, in the that 90s. Was the, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, as yeah. far as the database So here, goes. here's the other thing to think about. Give me a year by year and pop it up, and I think we're, we're going to see, because 2012 is when we consider the modern mm-hmm. era, how have they done since 2012, McKenzie? Take a gander, and we'll get back to it. Because I think we have another big favorite coming out before too long. So, finalizing here, and any closing thoughts, please feel free. We got my pass. We got the lean from AJ on Cincy. And Fez has a bet on Cincy. And your rationale is mispriced because the quarterback likelihood is mispriced. Yes, and an emphasis to everyone. You know what? When you subscribe for AJ or Fezzik or Scott and you get their, our picks throughout the year, then you get them oftentimes at better numbers and encourage everyone to do that. Yeah, early is better. No doubt. I mean, AJ had a good example of that. And that in the NFL is his second football. I mean, and I hear your rumors you're going to handicap the XFL. I'm, I'm going to be doing springtime football this year, first time. That is going to be. I think you're. You know what we should do, Faz? You going to do it? Well, yeah, but I, and I'm going to guarantee that my record's I, I, better than last year. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was it? Zero and zero? It, no, it was terrible. I had. To oh, try. but didn't you? But XFL didn't. You, it was another league you did. Yeah, because you were undefeated in the I XFL. I had done tremendous. In no, all you these hadn't leagues. lost a game. Exactly. You Twelve were and the, zero. You like were it was eleven zero and one. Yes. You were hoping the league never came back. That's yeah. right. All right. I got a question, and then I got a comment. Question is, what do you think about us doing this, maybe as a podcast? But here's the thing. We build our power ratings from the ground up, meaning you got someone is I have never had the experience of saying, I don't you know, I know my bias about this quarterback or that quarterback. 
I don't know any of these guys, right? Why don't we say, how do we ascertain how good these players are and try to make a power rating from the player level as a uh, as an experiment, but a learning... Uh, like, I, we look at the rosters, yes. and then before they give lines, we say, here's what we think the lines should be? Yeah. I would be spectacularly unsuccessful. I'm totally that, unqualified. I'd have. I, I'd be like going back to kindergarten. It's funny. I think to, like, I would be more successful at this than what, what Fez I, is no, the I need data. Of. I need data on, on actual... Well, then plays. NFL shouldn't be your best sport because um, the, there's 16 games versus 162. Well, or, there's data from last year. And yeah, but it doesn't count. But you see where you I'm mean going. The number one pick Jacksonville last year. I'm much better evaluating actual. So I know you are. That's why than, I am so, too. That's why I thought but, it's a know, great idea. Don't get me maybe wrong. AJ, I just we can do this, and if and anyone else that wants to participate, Scott would be good at it too. Because Scott, yeah. I mean, if you watch college football, you see like you know more of these players that. Yeah, I think Kenny that might White be a used disadvantage. to Kenny White used mm. to do this. He'd evaluate every single college yeah. football player with a number. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's really the people who dominate early in the NFL have that skill because they know this guy's changing. But I agree with this. If if you didn't watch college football and you're looking at a roster of guys who have never played in the Mm -hmm. NFL, how could you look at the stats? What stats? The college stats and figure out how to convert them. That's all you I mean. You, that's all you're doing. You're looking at it, saying, "I don't have numbers here, but I saw he just scored a touchdown." I mean, okay, what, transfer what you, portal like that. People you kick look at butt their, with that. You look at their um. You look at their height, weight. Like, what's the correlation there? What's the correlation of the forty time? What's I mean, mm. this is like fresh because to me, if I knew the players, I wouldn't enjoy it as much. This is fun, as in mm. how what makes a good football team. And then once you have each player, how do they play together? Mm. That is hard to figure out. There. Yeah. Yes, but it might be fun. All right, Mackenzie, what do we got, bud? Uh, so since 2012, favorites of 7 plus, 19 up, 19 down, 50% Ooh. ATS. All right. So I got a question. I was asking for 7 or over. So I'm gonna, I, I want to see something interesting here. I'm going to make a major bet that 7 is a big loser. Mm. Because Mackenzie heard me when I, what I asked for. So wow. let's see. What's 7? 6 and 5. No, no. I mean in the year when you went back to 2002. Because that's when you were be finagling it. Mm. Oh, he he tried. He's like a. You guys are all the same, man. Trying to wow. beat seven exactly nine and fourteen. Oh, isn't that interesting? <laughs> isn't it? See, even when the number wasn't right through twelve, I go just just keep going, just keep <laughs> going. I mean, now did you know that? Uh, I looked at seven yeah. and seven uh, and a half. That's interesting. And you had an agenda, didn't you? To present the best data to our listeners and to you. No, no. How could that be the best data when you're saying you looked at it to see if you were going to include it or not? And I asked for the other one. I guess cherry picking is not uh-huh. the best. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it looks like, if AJ, if you were listening to this, would you think we'd set this up to make me look good? Yes. It's, but I've, I've been around it for so long now that I know this. sometimes this just happens. I mean, it's just I just knew. I smelled it. It was like he is finagling. I could tell the way he used better English in his sentences he was trying to really present here. Why are you again? Oh, I know. Well, why wouldn't you like big favorites? San Fran's a big favorite. You'd want him to do well here. I know. I, I didn't have an agenda to uh-huh. prove you wrong at all. Uh-huh. All right. So... Let's look at well, seven or over seven, but also double digits, what you were looking at, right? Yeah, double digits. Were, Let's look were. at that. Well, the rationale is, and I agree with this, in the regular season, big underdogs have two advantages. The one that they, maybe it's too many points, whatever, underrated, and then the other team isn't motivated. Mm-hmm. The theory is in the, re- in the postseason, that's not an issue anymore. That's with the big favorites when they can name the score. What do you got, McKenzie? 10 plus since 2002, 14 and 6, ATS in the playoff. All right. So there is, that seems like that 7.5, 8, 8.5, when you get to 10 plus, it's different. And this may go small in, sample. This may go into what you're saying about motivation, but 
oftentimes in the regular season, if a team's up double digits, they'll they'll let off the gas or they'll like teams don't really let up in the playoffs. I agree. Especially if you have a bye, which is going to be most of the teams that are big favorites like this, typically. Ask Georgia about that. <laughs> yeah. That game made an impression on you, didn't it? Six and one in the wild card round. It, it had to make you. Oh, is that right? Okay, cool. And uh, 10 or more. So, yeah, I guess you you can't bet San Fran at nine and a half, but if it gets to 10, it's a great one. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and that, like what Fez says, like we were just talking about this on SOVAM as well. Georgia played Vanderbilt, who's a, an awful, awful team in the regular season and didn't beat them as bad as they beat Georgia or as they beat TCU because in the playoff game there was no like all right let's go no off the week. dogs let's uh, they said no we're going to keep pounding and pounding and pounding and Ohio State played Georgia better than any SEC team absolutely i raised ohio state's power rating by 4 based upon the title <laughs> game that'd be interesting if they played again what would the line be you think aj 20 20 no no no, no, no. i i meant ohio, ohio state, state. Georgia, oh three uh, and a half. three and a half okay that's interesting i i, I think ohio state uh, would if like power rating teams, it'd be Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State right now. But Alabama it, would be above yeah. Ohio State. Yeah, Alabama would have been favored over uh, Ohio State. It, it, o, Alabama would have been even with Georgia if they played. I'd make Georgia five now. You got to you got to bump Georgia. For oh, the I agree. Season. I agree. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next game, we've got the Giants in Minnesota. And we got lean, lean, lean. Three leans only. No bats. We'll go through this one a little quicker. All of them. On the Giants, Scott hasn't led, so Scott, why don't you lead this? Giants uh, in that game a couple of weeks ago, 445 yards of total offense in that game. Daniel Jones, 334 yards passing. Saquon, 84 rushing in a touchdown, and they lost on a last-second field goal. This game feels like it's going to be a similar type of game that's played between these two teams, and I believe that the Giants, after resting their players last week, have a really good chance to win this one outright for their head coach, Brian Dable. I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants go into Minnesota and win this game. All right, so Giants are three here. Fez, how are you handling the – every one of these games is a rematch. Mm-hmm. Some are in division. How much emphasis are you putting on the first or the first two matchups? Uh, in this game, quite a bit, because they played recently, just four or five weeks ago, and it's so it's such a great comp. The game was in Minnesota. Minnesota opened four. The Sharps bet the Giants down to three and a half. Game was played, you could argue, pretty equally across the board, although Minnesota did have an eight-point lead late, and an overtime got forced. But um, the bottom line is, it sure feels like three and a half in that game was too high. It was um, really should have been three, and if anything, it should have been dog plus three minus 120, and I don't see anything having changed. In fact, the fact that, like Scott mentioned, the Giants resting their starters last week, it looks like a good spot Giants with revenge. If I had to bet it, I would go ahead and take the Giants. Do you think revenge matters when it's a playoff game like this? Just because the team that wins tends to do what they do. Okay, they stick yeah. to script, and the team that lost makes, makes the adjustments. That's right. Would you agree Minnesota has a three-point home field advantage, maybe the only team left in the NFL, and maybe Green Bay is the other one? Uh, I, I agree with that, yes. So this is saying these are even teams? Yes, and which, which I'm which I, i sure I agree with that. Let me see. Minnesota, I have 0.5, New York Giants. Oh, you know what? I take that back. I've got, I do have Minnesota point better, but I can't. Obviously, the three point crashes into that three, and you know, so maybe maybe the, the power ratings would make this game. You know, it's three. It's three. I mean, we have them at pregame.com. Our four metric average exactly even minus point nine both. Okay, and that's, that's the margins. That's a Kevin Cole, mm-hmm. and that's not adjusted for strength of schedule, but that's something we're going to be doing soon. Um, 
in that game in week 16, the yards per play net Giants almost two yards of advantage, 1.8 yards of advantage. That's strong. Yeah, and you know this was a weird game because there was tons of yardage and hardly any scoring. This was 17-16 late, late in this game. And then, boom, Minnesota got a touchdown. The Giants got a touchdown in the final three minutes. So there weren't a lot of points early, mm-hmm. but the game went over. I, I know they're betting this game over, I think, based upon the first matchup. whole lot of offense, though, and yardage. If you look at the EPA in that first matchup, Line of scrimmage. So we're taking away turnovers. We're taking away punts, kickoffs, just snaps at the line that aren't turnovers. Giants scored effectively 11 more points EPA-wise than Minnesota. You know, there was a blocked punt that gave the Vikings yeah. a short field. And, and those aren't repeatable in theory. Yeah, yeah, and then there was a fumble and an interception that killed two Giants' drives. Doesn't it feel like the Giants could win and you wouldn't be surprised at well, all? Well, here's why I agree with 100%. you. 100%. And, and, I mean, I think I, this is almost a bet, meaning we had our structure. I had my two bets. Mm-hmm. I got another one coming up. Or I got my best bet. I have another one coming up. But I like this game, and here's why. Minnesota... And Giants, we could say they're even teams. But they're two different trajectories. Minnesota started surprisingly hot, and then everyone debunked them. And from that Dallas game on, they've been disappointing generally. Not every game, but they've just disappointed, right? This Giants team started hot. Everyone debunked them. They started losing. They've gotten better. They are playing better now. If you look at their general EPA, and again, that's just proxy for saying uh, the only thing that EPA does really well is you can look at individual plays. You can say, let me see all fourth downs. Let me see all of that. But in the course of a game, it's pretty much the score, right? It's just know when it happened. Is Giants in general are playing better now than they were early in the no, year? No, no doubt. And all things being equal, you know, I like the quarterback that has the mobile legs in the playoffs because he can sell out and run on the third downs like Daniel Jones can do, and he can score in the red zone. Kirk Cousins can't do that. And I think there's been so much talk lately about how Daniel Jones has played himself into being the Giants' quarterback next year, whatever they decide. And to do. how gonna, does that affect this game? Just because he's playing, he doesn't have a contract for next year. So if he puts up a stinker here in this game, then there's going to be a real conversation about, well, you know what? Yeah, he had a nice regular season, but maybe he's not our guy. I agree with that. Now, if he does have a good game and the Giants barely lose or pull off an upset, I think Daniel Jones gets a contract and is the starting quarterback for the Giants next year. Well, look at this. Net yards per play. Minnesota late in the year. So they had an edge of 1.7 yards per play uh, net against Indianapolis. They lost by 1.8 against the Giants. But then they won by almost a yard against Green Bay and a yard and a half against Chicago. Now, Chicago was what it was, but that's interesting. Indy, it's hard. I guess you're going to They were have, down like 17 yeah, in the Green Bay game, too. It's just the Green Bay game. Okay, okay. I'm not going to worry about that too much. Um, Kirk Cousins is having a down year. I mean, it's funny. The team's winning more, but not a great year from Cousins. He's played a little better lately. This is the thing that interests me about the Giants. So I'm looking at, they have not had, oh, so McKenzie, you know, he's been killing it, like really good work. But he, I looked and said, man, are the Giants this good? You know, right? Look at that. It's all green. And then I look up and it's the, he has the Giants header, but it's the Bills. He has. Well, he's, 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 his work is good because the Bills have been good. Bills are very good. Yeah. You want to throw you want to throw that up on the screen? I was going to say, could this be true? 
<laughs> I mean, they, the Bills look pretty good, AJ. They, they, well, I'm not going to say anything nice about them. You know, the Jets <laughs> look like they whipped them pretty good. <laughs> I mean, that, it, wow. Okay. All right. So, okay. So forget the last game, though we did cover, let's be honest. Um, I mean, they haven't really had a bad game since the Philly game, the, the first Philly game, the Giants, right? They had a, a slight tough, yeah, I mean, they lost by a smidge against Minnesota, but I mean, other than that, I guess that Indy game, well, Indy throws a lot of things off, don't they? Yeah, I, I, Jeff Saturday thinks he's coming back. Uh, I'm not so optimistic. You know what's fascinating, though, Steve? If you look at the beginning of the year for the Giants, there's hardly any point in the whole year where that game and all games before net-net were below average. Mm. Like, there's not—do I see a little red in that Washington, McKenzie? Yeah. Yeah, so at the Washington game, that was the low point. They were a little below average, but otherwise they were pretty much above average EPA-wise the entire season. If you just start from game one, that's actually interesting. But if you go backwards, they have a lot of red midseason, which kind of implies as much as I think they're playing better now, maybe they're not. Because, I mean, just mathematically, it doesn't look, I mean, I don't know. It, it does seem like, though, when a team starts dropping after that hot start, they very rarely right the ship. And I think they have righted the ship. Yeah, and I think what was most impressive is the the rematch against Washington. We all talked about Washington had three weeks to prepare for one team, mm-hmm. and then they they got beat at home against this Giants team. So let me ask you a question. We talk about market efficiency, and we you know bow at the altar of closing line value. Washington line was what five in that game? Yes, that line wasn't right. Was not. It's, I'm not talking about the result. I'm talking that line wasn't right. Yeah, the Giants are the better team, and they're catching five with the, with the and with a minimal home field advantage. Late, it's very the, wrong. You know what people that can't beat the NFL say? Uh, you can, it's flipping coins. It's flipping coin. Well, how is that? That's- I had Washington. I thought the spot was phenomenal for Washington. I thought the Giants were. were it was it was an example of I I thought that they were going to go the way of Seattle how Seattle was starting to like regress to where mm-hmm. we, our, our expectation and the Giants had played a cupcake schedule and I thought they were going to do the same and I was wrong. And again, is that Dayball? Probably. I mean, I think so. So you follow this team closely. How does how does this team do? In your opinion, what can you tell us, Scott, about this Giants team, Dayball, from what you've seen that's applicable to this playoff game? I think they have an attitude that thinks that they can beat anybody in the NFL, whether it's not true, whether it's true or not. I think Brian Table, he instills that confidence and he believes that they can beat any team. I think that just look at their offensive performance. I mean, you look at those numbers, look at the offensive, how they have done versus expectation just over the second half of the season. And I think that goes to show you just how much better Daniel Jones has performed at quarterback. Saquon's going to have fresh legs. He's going to have a monster game. Well, yeah, I do that thing. I do that's a big factor, but the defense is playing well. Kayvon Thibodeau has really yeah, come, on come on as of late. And I think that you got a, a coach that it's kind of like the Rex Ryan effect that he had on the Jets the first couple of years, mm-hmm. where that bravado does well early. And as time goes on and the, the results don't come Dave with Dave Ball seems to be a technical guy, too. Sure, but he does have a little bit of bravado. Does he has a little bit of Rex in him? Got yeah, little, but if it's empty, it's a problem, right? And it's not right now. But And it wasn't with the Jets, with Rex, for the first couple of years, right? Yeah, but so, I, the thing about Mark Sanchez reminds me of Daniel Jones. Without running? <laughs> butt fumble? It is the fourth road game for the Giants in five weeks, so they fall into the same bad bucket. Wow. But where were those road games? Uh, I, I mean, At Washington. Which is a non-travel. At, at Minnesota. Philly, at Philly's a non-travel also. Okay. 
So how much of that is being on the road, Fez, and how much of that is the travel? Because oh, I think it's it's a combination. You can well, argue obviously, but yeah. what do you see? I mean, because to me, if you're on a I guess they say if you're on a plane, it doesn't matter if it's first class or not. It affects your body. I don't know. So two two points for each plane trip and a bonus point for every thousand miles. Yeah, but something only, like but, that. But, but only one. But only one of those trips was across the time zone. And, and you could argue they rested their starters last week, so yeah. it was not as big a deal. I didn't know we had Southwest Airlines as a sponsor. That was good. <laughs> All right, cl- any thoughts or closing thoughts? I guess on this game. Hey, what do you got? This was my pass. Uh, my my, You're I'm sitting on that record. Well, I mean, we all had a pass. Uh-huh. Uh, if I had force play, I would. I would like the Giants too. My my concern with the Giants is it's been a long time since they beat anyone who's even remotely good. And what? Let me yeah. think about this a second. You mean they didn't beat the Bills? They did not beat the Bills. I mean, the Vikings what, did beat the Bills. Yeah, is that what you're effectively saying? No, I, I'm just saying like the. You're talking about this this stretch where there's they've sort of righted the ship. Well, they they beat the Colts, they beat the Commanders, they beat the Texans. That's their last three wins. And before that, you have to go back to like week six or seven before they're they beat the Jags. So the Commanders were a perceived as a playoff team two weeks ago. Let's not make them out to be horrible. Yes. I mean, they were five point. When you win as a five point dog and you're a playoff team, you got to get credit okay. for that. Uh, I mean, who do you think are the good teams? I mean, I mean, it's going to be if, if I just said Philly. When's the last time they beat a playoff team? It'd be week seven. Okay. Now here's the stat. I'm going to make a, a prediction. You guys are going to say this is the most amazing stat you've heard in a month. I would bet this. All right, Mackenzie, where is my? I should have that. This is an amazing stat. So what we said was, we said, listen, we want to find teams that had more offensive points than expected. In the same game, they had less defensive points given up. So they exceeded expectation Mm. by scoring and by preventing scoring in the same game. How many teams or how many did each team do? So Tampa Bay, for example, Scott's favorite, zero times. There wasn't a time this entire season. Now, this isn't even the amazing stat, but it could be actually. That they had more points and gave up less points in the same game. All right. Minnesota did it once. Miami did it once. Chargers did it once. Oh, the Chargers at the bottom of every stat. I know. They stink. Baltimore only did it twice. Now, Philly and Casey did it three times. Seattle and Dallas. Well, Seattle four. That's impressive. Dallas five. Cincy five. Five times. Buffalo five. That's you saying that, not me, by the way. Jacksonville, six. (laughs) San Francisco, seven. And if you did well in your SATs, nine times the Giants did both, scored more points on offense, gave up less points on defense, nine times more than any team in the league. How could that be? So the best team, I don't know. And the the best team. Well, that's the line. And so the best team, the Giants, is playing the second worst team, the Vikings. Yeah. We could only bet the Giants. I mean, but and the Giants have the best ATS record on the season, 13 and 4. Yeah. So this is about expectation, mm-hmm. but still, this shows coaching, I think, that offense yep. and defense are doing well. I'm going to push this Three. from a lean to a bet. Oh, I like it. I yeah. like it. An extra bet on the Giants. I actually, it, Fez is keeping me off it with the 4 or 5 stuff. I, you know, but. Well, if I would have said, if we had no, and you knew I didn't have any idea, it wasn't like I was setting up a bet, and it was like someone cold comes in and say, you know, Harry the Hat, like on Cheers, comes in and says, guys, I did some interesting work here. Didn't even say it was amazing. 
and he laid out this scenario. If I said, I bet the Giants have more than anyone. Yeah. And it, but you had no sense that I knew anything about it. Would you? You had to say the odds what a thousand to one? No, because only thirty-two teams, and the Giants, you know, have good performance, and it is against but the it's spread. Not good, and it's not good performance, though, right? I mean, I guess it, it is. is. I mean, remember the they they got the best against the spread, yeah. so they would be they they'd be the favorite, you know, against any other team with yeah, the best. You no, know, I guess APS. that's true. But you would think a lesser team would be more erratic, mm. right? Yeah. But maybe you're right. Maybe I'm just I'm I'm mixing up. I mean, it is a powerful stat. I it, mean, it, it, it is. It's important. I want to pull back the curtain on something. So I work with it with a group of guys, and I wanted to bet the Giants plus three minus one hundred two. That was out there in a book. Okay, so I recommended that, and one of my partners said, "We're not playing that veto." All right, and I said, "No, no not veto the Italian." Not veto the. the, the, the he, 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 he says no dice. Yeah, no, 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 three and a half, no but, dice, but Spicoli. Did veto, did veto veto? Veto was not a part of this. Uh, but I said, <laughs> but I said, no, I want plus three minus one hundred two. And he was like, you got your plus three minus one hundred two. We're going one on one. All right. So, oh, I like that. So that just just putting that in perspective. That's very Darwinian. But the, by the same token, we could say you. Now, what we can say is you don't want to lay one ten on it. That's right. right. That's the starting point here. But boy, so he took it. So. What was the best number the other way? He took minus three plus oh two, so he got the I best. He no got the, yeah, he got he easily got the best number the other way. Also, okay. so the it's, it's kind of it's kind of like it's kind of like the green button effect. Yes, I like it. Do they have a green button and over the phone? That'd be that'd be great. That'd be like <laughs> all right. Another stat, you know, I'm going to bring this one up when we talk San Fran because they're uh, they've got a, a surprising number with it. All right, next game, if you guys agree, we'll move on. We've got, halfway through, Buffalo, Miami. Now, this is the one game there's kind of a spread in the line. So you can lay 12.5 with Buffalo, or you can take 13 with the Dolphins. This was the least bet game, and we have uh, three leans only, I guess. Uh, Buffalo, for all three of us, Faz, why don't you? Oh, no, AJ, why don't you start? By saying good things about Buffalo, my lean is to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm so angry at myself because this morning on SOVAM, I said nine. This is t- this is saying that there's like still some real chance that Tua can play, and mm-hmm. I don't think Tua can possibly play. How, how why are we not betting this? So at what's nine? your rationale of of he can't possibly play? The idea that he's this is like the third time he's been in concussion protocol. Like it's just a, such a liability if they so were to don't put think, him out there. On the you field. don't th- liability legally. Yes. I think so. Yes. I think think of the lawsuit. I would call Nakvi and ask for a hundred million if Tua gets concussed and is permanent has permanent brain damage. And are they forcing him at a gunpoint to go play? Or Pretty how? much. Really? Pretty much if they clear him. And they're and they're playing the team that had the kid that almost died. It's like the perfect storm of you cannot play him. If Maybe I was we shouldn't even talk about this game. Life is more important. If I was the NFL, I would send a memo to the Dolphins and I literally would say, if you don't want to get screwed on your schedule for the next ten years, you I don't better think you not can play send that in email. You better not play Tua. Make sure you're recording this because I've got a threat to make. <laughs> I think that'd be a really bad idea. Do those real to reels work? Where are those things going? That was my businessman from New York City. <laughs> all right, all right. Then why did, did you make a big bet at nine? No, I didn't no, like it. I, I oh, was Fez. Fez, who seems so sure. 
No, because this Adam Schefter dude ah. tweeted, oh, the Miami Trey Dolphins are, are, are reporting that they're hopeful that Miami will be, that, that, that he will be able to play. Thanks for nothing, Schefter. The Miami Dolphins. And this line become. dropped. This line <laughs> went from 11 down to 9. So I thought somebody must know something, even though it makes no sense to AJ and I. What the hell does MZQ mean? That's not your – oh, I thought it was his initial, some moniker he was putting up on the – What is It's it? a McKinsey question. There you go. Oh, God, it is. Oh, oh no. no. No, but it has Z. Why does it say Z? Because, like, MZ is what he signs, like, in, in shorthand for one word. By the way, I, I didn't make that up. You, you I thought, yeah, that. You, I thought that was right. email for it. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't put MZ, do I? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. You can't type out McKenzie. I, I think Bridgewater yeah. is Bridgewater's a broken finger. I don't think I, I think Why wouldn't there be a space after so right here, this looks like Alex P. Keaton, actually. This is something Alex P. Keaton would do. Have a little a little like his uh lithograph what is that? Like not your moniker. What is uh your initials, but there's something your monogram. Monogram. Yeah. He has a monogram in like in in, in uh I'd like to withdraw my question. <laughs> No, leave it up. In fact, take uh, send me this in hard copy. <laughs> I mean, this this looks like something that. What, what do you give slide when you do slides in your uh, like a business a PowerPoint? PowerPoint. Yeah. This is like a PowerPoint slide with a, with his monogram on, and it's big and purple. Yeah, per, oh, that's royalty. Yeah, there's, that's an, it. there's an issue going on with this game because not only is Tua <laughs> injured and Bridgewater is injured, but the third string quarterback Skylar Thompson got hurt late in the game, and so he is not a hundred. It's still you didn't bat it. And still, I didn't bet. <laughs> All right. Um, is it, what other factors? I mean, how good is Buffalo? Is the starting point. So right now, you want to go to me for that? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you. So what? What is? Let's do the current Super Bowl odds. Maybe just do that A to Z. Um, you want to put those out, McKenzie? But what, what? Who do you have? Well, let's start with Fez. His power ratings. Best team in the NFL. Kansas right? City, Buffalo, right behind him. Right behind them. But if it does go into neutral, which it would if they play, right? Half a point. You think Kansas City will be favored? Kansas City minus 103. My no big line, Buffalo plus 103. I, I would make a major bet. Well, all right, let's define this. It's going to be interesting. You just gave me the numbers. Okay, so you think if they're not exactly that, you win? He said no big bet. Like, I'm saying I'll take that bet if they play on a neutral. Who do you want? I want Buffalo. You got them. Okay, that's interesting. I thought you were betting what the line would be. No, no. I was like, I he's like, my, my line I'd would like be I'd like to this. make a bet on what the line would be, sir. Mm. How about this? I'll give you three cents and say I think Buffalo's favored. So, you know, just whoever, whatever the oh, money. I'll take that bet, yes. You think so? I agree with I, RJ. Yeah, I, so do I. They were favored the in line, Kansas City. So we might have a chance. of three to one against Fez on this stuff, you know. But I, I actually think that line, if you look, here's why I think I'm right. Buffalo was laying more later in the year. At Cincy. At Cincy. Yep. Cincy got a lot better in that interim. In those, what, three or four games between the – I think yeah, I'm right. I mean, that, that, that is – so basically the market is saying that Buffalo is a point better than Kansas City. I think City. so. And what I'm, what I'm banking on is the whole Laker thing where Mahomes is just better in the playoffs, like LeBron mm. was better in the playoffs. That's, that's my hand. But handicap. it could be the revenge of, of, of Josh Allen too. That's Seven, true. It's going to be seconds. a good game. That's true. You see guys all joking aside how good – why he's so good at stuff. The minute he saw where I was coming from and he saw he goes, yep. 
It's like, I love it because it's like I had an angle. It was, it was a great analysis <laughs> it, because, because it's like the perfect in real estate. It is the perfect comp. Everything else is equal mm. other than, since, and, yeah. you know, other than the fact that one team was favored by an extra point. Now, the good thing is. But I also think, too, since he was upgraded pretty significantly. That is a, that, yeah. that is a real good point. And that was one of the more, but it, you have to agree, that was one of the more odd line moves. Like we, we all, consensus was we were looking to Cincinnati. And then, and you had in the super contest, you had the Bengals catching one. So yeah. you were saying at that point in time, ooh, you know, Buffalo's not that good. But I was on since. I mean, you were shocked. It, I was that shocked. Move didn't happen until Monday afternoon. Shocked. I was more, teasing yeah. the living heck out of Cincinnati. All those bets were voided. Now, you notice what made Fed so smart, too. In a way, he got us away from the bet. So here's <laughs> what I'm going to do as courtesy I'm going to make it $100 instead of our normal three. And fair enough? Fair enough. All right. All right. And and um, AJ, you and I have the bet on the – you've got plus three. 103. Yep. Yes. All right. Now, well, but in theory, he's got a good bet with the line. If you're right. Yeah. 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 Well, our, bets are, our bets are very correlated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I like not nearly, I it. Not nearly as much as you think. It's like, do you <laughs> no, really yeah. think it's going to matter who's favored by but, one? But, but, you know, in the long run, it does, yes, right? Yes, it does. I mean, that's the whole thing. All right. So looking at the Super Bowl odds, and how many books did we look at here? Seven books. And it's the it's the left here. Okay, so Chiefs plus three thirty. Now this is interesting. If the Bills are going to be favored, why are the Chiefs? Because the Chiefs have a bye week. The Chiefs have the bye week. Yep. And and the it path. Could be liability. No, no, the path. The path. The oh, Chiefs get to, the Chiefs get to, to pound the Jacksonville. The okay. And and Buffalo and Cincinnati collide. So this sixty cents isn't enough. I don't. Th- I don't think the. I don't. Lot, but sixty cents is a lot. Uh-huh. That's a lot. That's interesting, especially at that low number. Yeah. All right. So Bills plus three ninety, uh, 49ers four and a half to one. Boy, a third string quarterback. Eagles dropping. What has the e- now? Is any of these players for the Eagles out for like like Lane? No one's out for the playoffs, right? That matters. There's a little concern. Hurts is not going to be hundred percent the rest of the year. Oh, the whole year. Oh yeah. wow. Okay. All right. So anyway, it's uh, Eagles have dropped to six twenty. Uh, is that six five or six twenty five? Five twenty five. Make it a little bigger because I don't need to see. Yeah, perfect. Uh, Bengals eight and a half to one. Cowboys thirteen to one. The market share has plummeted. Well, not really. Eleven to one was the best number they had, I guess. Right? Okay. Uh, Chargers twenty four to one. Not good. Not no. good. San Fran and Philly. Who's favored? Uh, San Fran and Philly. Oh, oh. If if the health is the way we'd expect it. And the assumption is Purdy's won two more games, right? I think it's pick. Undefeated Brock Purdy? Yeah, I think you're right. Might be San Fran. I think it opens pick, and I think it's Philly money. Because San Fran doesn't get bad as much as you would think, it seems like. Maybe West Coast buys. Tampa Bay, 29 to 1. Now the Vikings, 32 to 1. Ravens, 43 to 1. Jags, 44 to 1. Giants, 58 to 1. Dolphins, 68 to 1. Seahawks seventy three to one, huh? My Bengals bet's looking pretty. Is that seven thirty huh? to one? Seventy three to one. What should it be? Oh, <laughs> well, we'll get to that game too. <laughs> Not good uh, for Seattle. Okay, so we talked a little about how good the Bills are, how good the market thinks they are. Well, we do have a Sagarin situation. Uh, Miami had a really tough schedule, second hardest in the league. So this is the only other one now up to this point. Right, that there's a 10-slot difference between the teams. Historically, this has been a 39-1 trend, 30 up, 9 down, and it would point you to Miami with the number 2 slot. 
Bill's average strength of schedule 17. All right. And it was the same likelihood at nine as 13. Or, or say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. But assuming I all the, it assumes all the other factors are being properly priced. I yeah. see it. How does the um, aftermath of the injury, the hospital, the canceled game, do you think, because the theory was that the kick return was like some movie moment, right? And it was yeah. amazing. Uh, or, you know, it was certainly hard, you know, tugged on the heartstrings. I wasn't watching it live, but, you know. On TikTok, <laughs> How, you being such a Bills homer, what do you what do you think the effect is over the course of the of the playoffs? I mean, I I think this I think they're they're going to wear those three patches on their jerseys the entire playoff run. I, I think that this is I mean that's who they're they're dedicating the rest of the season to. You know why I think this helps them? I think they might have been frozen stiff with the whole season's been about beating Kansas City. Now you got another chance, and the nerves would have been through the roof. This is an extra, excellent analogy because they had to suffer through two like epic um, lake-effect snowstorms of six feet of snow, so they literally were frozen stiff, unable to practice during <laughs> both those weeks but, but, but properly. Think about it, because the whole year would be a waste. If, if Kansas City would beat them... The whole year would be like another failure. Not yep. only the whole year, but like it's starting to look like this era is mm-hmm. a failure. Yeah. And now it's like, yeah, that's in their mind, but they're doing it for their teammate. That might help, I think. Because are you going to be better than this? Are you like what you've been the last two years? Are you going to be better the next two? They better be. Yeah. Where's this game going to be? So the NFL wants the Bills to win, I think. Right, because it could keep this story yeah. going. Because they, in a way, though, let's admit all the he said, she said, it's come out. It, does, it seems pretty clear the NFL. Uh, there was. Have you been reading the report? I've not. Uh, well, it depends on what I mean, I've got. I'm not, I mean, it's like a lot of talk about Goodell was like wanting to go. I and then oh, and no, I read out, that. Yeah, the way it's being presented. Have you read any of it? No, I have not. Scott, no, no. All right. Well, you can't win money. I know there's, well, so I know what, there's what, a what you, woman's volleyball tournament in Indianapolis, so that cannot host the um, Indian. Indy already said we can't host this game. So, so you Detroit. guys are trying to figure that out, huh? Yeah. So Detroit, no, no go either. Which means you know Houston's what? no go. Also, there's like a monster truck. I, I, I think put Vegas. My, is I put like, in my request, RJ, for like a, a media press. I, I would. I think Vegas, Vegas is a real possibility. No. I think Vegas and Atlanta are real possibilities. Well, we got to have a championship game here at some point. Players <laughs> aren't delivering it. All right. Indianapolis declined because there's a volleyball tournament in the city. Women's volleyball. Not well, that that's really relevant. Like, is men's volleyball more of a – I don't – what's the – You think it's because of this Jeff Saturday and all that, like – I can name Kirk Karai. I can name a men's volleyball player. Karch Karai. Karch. Yeah, that's yeah. – That was beach volleyball, wasn't it? <laughs> it's all volleyball. Is it true that you got the same shorts he would wear after seeing him fight? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan. <laughs> all right, let's do this. Force bat right now. You got a $100 free roll. Who do you put the money on at these current odds? All right. Um, you got one real quick, Fez, or you want to start? Or who wants to start? Chiefs. You, you're laying the chalk. It's plus 330. You think there's value there? You know, you know that, that I didn't say that. I, you said which one if you gave So you don't the, think there's value? The most value is there, or the least, uh, the least negative? Bad. I, well, the most value is getting a gaming license and booking all yeah, those that's bets. That's true. That's true. I'll take the Eagles at 525. I like that. I like because you're buying low. In buying low. I got to buy, and I'm going to have home field advantage throughout. Uh-huh. What are you doing? I'd rather not say. Oh, <laughs> the Bills. In no, it's the no, Chargers. He's going to say the Chargers. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay, I'll book out for you. 
<laughs> Done. Think, think, <laughs> so think of, think of I mean, I, I have to come in. So the Chargers, I'm going to simplify the math. They got a 50% chance to win this week. A little better, fine. All right? Maybe. Then they're going to have a one. Uh, I'm going to be super kind. They're going to be on the road against a really good team. A team that's beat them by a field goal twice this year. You know what? I'm going to be generous. Another pro comment. For the <laughs> I'm going to give them, I'm gonna give the them, I'm gonna give them a one-fourth chance to win in Kansas City. Okay? Which is, and the, but I'll give them a one-third chance to win in Buffalo. Okay? This is the next game. So it's a good segue. So one half, one third, one fourth. That's one one in twenty four chance. That's that's your odds. Oh, but that's just to make the Super Bowl. Now they got to win the Super Bowl. And they're going to be a dog in the Super Bowl. They should be sixty to one, and you're getting Can you're I getting get a, short paid you, at twenty. You just gave me a. Fr- what do you want me to do? Are you getting? No, are you getting we, we, long pay? You had me book it. Now listen, Fez. Here's my question. You only seem to pound your fist when someone makes a bet with me. Like you were telling Scott how bad his bet um, was. Well, By the I'm, way, I'm I think you've saying, already booked me on the Chargers on from the book it, bro. It's true. I'm just showing how the, the, dastard, <laughs> I want more. the dastardly bookie, I'm pulling back this, it's really important, the dastardly bookie cheats you, and, and, and well, people feel... But didn't you say he cheats us on all these numbers? No, they doesn't cheat you equally, because it would it'd be obvious he was cheating you badly on the uh, if, if, if he short-paid you on the top three. So, in other words, the house edge is probably only like 5% on the top three favorites. As you get to the more middle-of-the-road teams, he literally is paying you less than 50 cents on the, on the dollar. You ruined the entire fun of this game, no, so RJ let me, said Let me it. ask you a question. What, how do you know that? I just did the math. What do you mean? No, I mean, you're projecting... All right, so you're saying because... but. I mean, you'd have to do it for every team. Yeah, it would come out the same. Well, we don't know. I mean, you would think it would, but, I mean, obviously you make mistakes. Everyone does. Well, I mean, obviously the Jaguars, they're the two-point dog. I mean, their numbers are going to be egregiously bad. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can get the, the, um, what do you call it, NCAA tournament. You can get the uh, bracket. Yep. Right? Fill out every line for me. Right, and then what we'll do is just run it. You know, we'll put it into Excel and run it and see what the you know, like you don't have to do the math. I think five thirty eight probably has already done all this, right? Well, no, because they got their power ratings, but it's right? probably comparable. And, and they haven't done it for every game. But 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 in terms of the, the a team ranking shows probability of winning the Super Bowl. The, but what we'll try, have to compare it to is the mechanical bets in the game. I'm asking. No, we won't because they're 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 figuring this all in. With their, well, you're right. If their power ratings are wrong, it won't work. But if their power ratings are are somewhat in line, you know, their simulation should work. So, wait a minute. You're saying that if you just get what the let's assume that we think 538's numbers are. Let's say your your numbers and their numbers was the same. Mm-hmm. All right. But they so what they're doing is a, they're doing a Monte Carlo, right? Exactly. I but do they even need to do a Monte Carlo? It, well, they would because they they're doing like injuries and stuff. Yeah, I guess so. So their, their Monte Carlo would be better than mine because I'm making a, yeah. assumptions about who these opponents are going to be. Well, and there's only could, so many. I mean, no, we would be doing it. <clears throat> Pro rata, where if it was right. a third of a percent chance or thirty percent chance exactly. to get exactly, exactly. All right, but what your point is at the end of the road, we got a percentage, right? And that's all we would have otherwise if we did the math. And thus, if we look at their percentages, I get all right. So that's interesting. So let's just eyeball this, Mackenzie. That blues. I, I know you didn't do it, but that's unreadable. So give us the Chiefs. Win. Chiefs are twenty-five percent. All right, so that's plus three hundred then, right? By the way, I do have those numbers from team rankings for their uh, Super Bowl chances. Okay, okay. We took a little five-minute break. I was coughing, and we wanted to get our calculation. <laughs> we wanted to get our calculations straight. 
So, Fez, what's your conclusions on the Super Bowl versus payouts, where the VIG is, opportunities? You looked at some of the math. What do you think? And generally, the dastardly bookie is not giving you the fair odds on the favorite teams, but it's not, like, completely extreme. So there's VIG everywhere. And and remember, this is a sharp line at, like, five different outs. Mm -hmm. Imagine you just go into one place and play. Yeah, so, you know, by example, Kansas City has about – a 20% chance of winning, so you want to get 4-1, to one, and you can't get 4-1, to one, you get like plus 330. What, but when you look at the longer shots, like the Chargers, for example, you're getting like 25-1, to one, and there's sites that have them anywhere from being 1-2% to 2% chance of winning. So either 50-49, whatever, or 99-1. Yeah, yeah, so they sh- you should be getting like yeah, 75-1 to one instead of 25-1. But that was the pick AJ made. Yeah. So I'm you're saying the AJ picked the worst Free roll. No, because I think like the, the teams like Seattle would like be even worse. Do you, 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 the Chargers at least you have think a, the Seattle odds are like four times what. So you think the Seattle odds are like uh, six hundred to one? Yeah, five thirty eight <laughs> has it five hundred to one. Okay, okay, so that's better. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna make my free roll pick on the Cincinnati Bengals, eight and a half to one. Nice number. I think they're competitive. Here's my point. Everyone's going to say, but RJ, don't you know they got to beat the Bills? Then they got to beat the Chiefs. And then they got to beat whoever comes out of the NFC. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. But what is the difference between beating the Bills and beating? So what What would it be? It would be, um, let's say, Jacksonville or the Chargers, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, let's just do the math on that. Because after that, it's all pretty much even. It's one game. That's going to be tougher. And I'm not saying that's not tougher, mm. but I mean, so what do you put uh, Bengals, Bills? Bills are going to be, I think we know, right? Uh, now, where is that? That game's in Buffalo now, right? Yes. Yep. Okay, wow. So if we swing that thing four points, is it going to be seven? No. Well, a four point swing gets you almost a seven. It's going to be, it's going to be yes, but you're, you know, that three is worth so much. It's going to be, like, uh, uh, it's going to be three and a half. Three and a half. It's going to be three and a half. All right, let's get another bet going here. Yeah, you are down. You don't understand the Bills market. I, I tell you this. I, I don't mind. I mean, we don't have to bet. I, if I put the number out, I would put it out at. I swear to God, if you gave, what would you give me at five and a half? Would you give me like two to one? Yeah, I'll give you two to one. It's less than five and a half. Five and a half's a push. Well, no, wait, wait, Uh, five and a half's a push. Okay, but but you got to give me a little edge here, which is it, we'll pick three books, and it, on on game day it's got to be at one of them. Deal. All right, so I'll I'll do a hundred to one. I, th- I think I think you're right. Three and a half is too low, but I'm confident it won't be five and a half. Confident. Well, it got to be six for you to lose. Yeah, five and a half is a push. Yes. All right, but I got the uh, three books. Oh yeah. Or uh, only one. You need to be at two. Yes. All right, and we'll do what circa. Yeah, the Westgate. West, well, let's go Circa, uh, Chris, see, and Westgate's fine. Or Caesars. You, no, no. Yeah. Well, let me think about that. No, yeah, you're right. Let's take Caesars. I mean, they'll take the biggest bet now. That's a good point. Let's take Caesars. Plus, they have the favorites always bigger. Yeah. That was good thinking, Fez. All right. I am going to go with the Bengals. Any other thoughts on the Super Bowl? Hmm? Well, well I, what's interesting is your, your line forecast is completely inconsistent with your pick. Oh, but okay. Well, is you just it? you just said the Bengals are going to be plus two forty or, or plus two twenty against the Bills. All right, so let's so take you, a gander. So, so that so the, the, to be, if those numbers are where you are, that, that means at best, and it's not even that high. One third to beat the Bills. 
<laughs> one third to beat Kansas City. That's one ninth. That's just two games on their path. This could be Fess's last part. He's like choking <laughs> <Right>? out. <laughs> now, so let's think about so the alternative is so Kansas City has to play the winner of the Charger. All right. So and then they're gonna play that's gonna be a home game. And then they're gonna play um the AFC championship game. Well, that one seed is valuable. <laughs> it really it? is. You get the cupcake, you get the bye, you get the cupcake. And then you get the one real game. You only have to win one game. I know that the football doesn't matter anymore, but what was the rationale of not giving Cincy the chance to also be on a neutral? Every, by all accounts, the Cincy got screwed and that the Buffalo-Cincy game, if they played, should have been a coin flip for home. Field. That's why Cincy was the one team that voted against this scenario. Like, But football doesn't matter. <laughs> Home field doesn't matter. Yeah, home field doesn't matter is what I'm saying. But even football doesn't. The football's doesn't. matter. You it's deflate secondary. the football. No, it's secondary. It's someone got hurt. Now we got to yeah. – I mean, that's the thing. I, I'm seeming ridiculous now, but what's ridiculous about it? The fact that he's healthy, like he's bad. Because what, what we, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It, 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 it seems weird. It seems mm. weird. And But somehow we went all the way through World War II playing the NFL. And there were like guys in the NFL. I don't remember getting, that. You don't? I don't. I don't. Baz, what was it like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I'll tell you this. Who won the, where was the first NFL game played? Canton, Ohio? Dayton, Ohio. Tri oh. Triangle Park. They a got park, that pizza after the game. A park that I played, a park that I played in <laughs> as a child. They used to have big fire um, So you and the NFL and airplanes and stuff that you could do. You know, we got a guess. He's he just pulled out his phone the first time. He just he's got bored. He's got bored with your story. No, he's oh, looking up Triangle Park. No, he's not. Right I now. No, no, he's not doing that. Yes, he is. Seats like three thousand people. Like on I'm a making hillside. an executive it's not decision. Even a, We're moving. It's not on. even an arena. It's a hillside. But but all joking aside, not the field. What? Why would Cincy? Because if Cincy won that game, they had a chance at the number one seed. Uh, very unlikely. But but they. What do you but mean? They, like all the, the they had a better chance in Buffalo no, because I think if you do no, that, no, Kansas City still had a better record. Kansas no, no. If Kansas City lost, since he would have yeah, got but against Kansas City didn't team. lose. So yeah, but they, but they decided this before the game, right? But the, but but the, Kansas City was going to win. The problem is the Bengals can't get the two seed. That's if where Kansas they got City screwed. If Kansas City was going to win, then Buffalo, it doesn't matter who. I'm confused about it. Was it. who got the two seed, Buffalo or Cincinnati? That's where Cincy got screwed. If they beat Buffalo, they and everyone else, and they kept winning, Cincy would get the two seed. That's what. But if you say if you say happened. Cincinnati got screwed, you also have to say Buffalo got screwed because oh. Buffalo would have been the one. Seed. Buffalo would have been uh, at home this weekend. Yeah. But they like, were plus 150 on the live line when the game ended. <laughs> exactly. Well, if we decide every game in the middle of the third possession, then well, they pretty much get a full win for a point. Buffalo didn't get screwed because they win. get to get the because they didn't because they had a 50 50 chance at best but, to win but, against Cincinnati, and this way they get a 50 50 that they're going to get to play in a neutral. But how does get, how does it matter if Kansas City won or not? To what the situation was before the games were played, right? It didn't matter. Cincinnati-Kansas City, as it turns out, didn't matter at all. It's the Cincinnati-Buffalo hierarchy. That no, I, I know you keep saying that, but you're saying Cincinnati couldn't have been. They could have been the one seed. Yeah, if can if the Raiders would have beaten Kansas yeah, but City. That, but 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 once if Buffalo would have lost that game, which they were on the way to. Well, here's the thing: I don't get when you have a no contest. Why wouldn't they have just got like what was it about this no contest that made it where they were gonna start saying, Well, there's new rules instead of saying let's go by the win percentage? Because Kansas City was gonna finish fourteen and three, Buffalo thirteen and three. That's the win percentage. Yes, yeah, so can but but Buffalo didn't have the tie breaks, so people felt that that was massively unfair to Buffalo that had the tie breaks and the head to head win to to delegate them to the second seed because that game got canceled.
So they said, we'll play it well, on the a new The game film. didn't get canceled. They can't, the, the, the players refused to play. It, 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 yes. I mean, so, because it's obviously they're not going to do this, but you would think that they could just say, hey, I don't want to play this game. I mean, like, I, I know there was a reason for it, but don't the rule, isn't what you want to teach the kids? That, that, hey, if you want to take a stand, there might be a cost to it. AJ is scared. There is a I'm, cost to it. The Bills have come out ahead on this. I, okay, it, like I said, if you guys are calling the game over because Cincinnati had a 55% winning chance in, in, with six minutes played, well, 64%. Okay. Fez made a good point. They got to skip a whole game. So all these fatiguing questions about the Giants and all that, they get a buy, They got their bye there. If you had asked the Chiefs, would you guys rather be have home field advantage when you play the Bills or the week off, what do you think they would say? Well, if we're the one seed, we want both. Is what they would say. Well, but they would say, "Give me the week off, and I'll head to Buffalo." Of course, the week off is way more important than where you're playing. But the Bills, because week off and the path, the path to get to play Jacksonville. I wonder what would happen if this this happened with eight minutes left, and let's say the Bills were down ten. They would have made it an official game. I think they would. Well, they can. It's five fifty. They can do whatever they want. They can do whatever they want. Well, apparently, if this was was late in the fourth quarter, it would have been. It would have counted. I agree with that. It would have counted. It would. It wouldn't have counted for betting, but it would have counted for standing. Correct. Yeah. Have they ever done that before in a game? I guess they do for weather. If it's really, I think the rule is fifty-five minutes. Yeah. That's the rule, right? Game after game. I believe. I believe that, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm almost certain that, like, for instance, the Wisconsin UNLV game, that if you looked at the final standings and the and the like, that that was, um, although the game got canceled, that, that that was an official result for season wins and the like. I don't think, even though they didn't play 55 minutes. But I think you're right. The books have their, their rules written out, whereas the NFL oh, can just kind of make it up as they go mm-hmm. if they want. Well, no, they have rules, too. They just can, su- they can supersede them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just like any organization that has control, right? Supersede hits eighteen to one. The um, did you think? I mean, w- did you think it was fair? I mean, what was no, the- it, it was massively unfair to the Bengals because the one thing I thought that they would do that they didn't do is I thought that they they would award the Bengals the division title and it would be unfair to Baltimore. But who cares? They d- well, they did award them the division title. Why would it be? Who cares to Baltimore? Because the Baltimore, well, because there was three real contenders and Baltimore is kind of a phony contender, so it's okay if we screw them. <laughs> but the fact that they said, oh, if Baltimore beats Cincinnati Week 17, then it's going to be a coin flip. Who's going to get to host that playoff game? Since the Baltimore, even though the Bengals would have a half-game lead, that was ridiculous. So the Bengals got no breaks across the board. I thought they were going to be— the Bengals were hand, they, the Bengals had won the division before that game even kicked off week 18. Yes, but it would, but it was irrelevant because they would didn't win home field. So what good does winning the division? Oh, you're the division winner, but we're going to flip a coin. You might have to go play in Baltimore. That's but the division bets would have paid off. Yes, that's interesting. So the division bets pay off, but they're on the road against yep. the wild card team. 50 yep. That's why you don't, in my opinion, whatever the consequences, you follow the rules. Hmm. And I mean, it's hard to complain then, right? You say it's in the rules. Last question. If it was six minutes left and one team was winning by, or let's say since uh, he was winning by three, what do they do? Since he gets I, the win? I don't know. Six minutes left in the game? Uh-huh. Where's the ball? What's their chance of yard line. what's their chance of winning? Is it higher than seventy five percent since he gets the win? If it's less, if they've got the ball and they're up three since he gets the win, if the other team is the ball, it's a no contest. I, li- I think it literally they, that it makes a logical sense. Because you're saying it. Because you're well, what's what's <laughs> it's, it's almost like you know it's like civil law, right? It's like what's 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 the preponderance of the if over fifty percent? The clearly over fifty percent of the evidence points to something. <laughs> 
You know, it's, if it's 75%, that's enough. The, lawyer, the lawyers get... are cringing all across the country. No doubt. He thinks since he should have gotten the win when it was six minutes in. Of course he thinks so with six minutes left. Have you thought about slipping in one anti-Bose thing just to throw us <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's not anti-anybody. It's you just... know what's funny? You both think the same thing because you're saying it. It's correct. I might like it. I might not. But I'm saying it because it's correct. Okay. Right? Because that's what effectively you're saying, yeah, I do fall on the Bills, but I'm always right. So what would you want me to do? I just do don't lie? see how you can say since he got screwed if you don't say the Bills got screwed. Like, since he the got Bills screwed out of being the, able to be the two seed, the Bills got screwed out of skipping out on, week, the Bills week, on the wild card weekend. The thrilled with this. If, if you gave the Bills a choice, okay, what's your chance of winning the Super Bowl? We can cancel the game with these rules. Or Did their odds go up game? or down? There's a, a really good proxy, Fez. Their odds went down to win the Super Bowl. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, it's that's a great a, point. That's a great point. Wow. So from from it went down after the game, but they yeah. went back up when the That's what I'm saying. Did they go back no. up to where they were before? Yeah, pretty the, much. Well, let's look at it. Oh, First so off, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's take it down where everyone's not feeling like there's a real I mean, the what when you talk like this, it create AJ, it creates a sense of anxiety in people. It does. Would you agree with that, Mackenzie? Yeah, it, I mean, just let Fez when he talks like this, it's four gears up from what his normal conversation. What you say? I'm just going to ask for security to escort. That's me what to I'm saying. After <laughs> because I don't want to get beat. I'll up try and be. I'll try that. and be much less passionate no, for the rest of the no, pod. No, 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 no. But it's it's one thing to be passionate. It, well, so you're his partner. Mm-hmm. Explain what's going on. I like it. Uh. (laughs) Do you hear hear the anxiety generate? Like he's almost like he's gonna get he's gonna get so mad if you disagree with him that he's. Oh come on, RJ. To be fair, RJ, you're the king of getting mad when people disagree with you. You're number one, baby. Hold on a second. (laughs) I get. But what I'm saying is, I get mad in a way that's about the merit of the. I mean, I don't get mad at the person. I mean, maybe for the Steelers thing when you had them twenty. Maybe every now and then. Well, the twenty ninth. But but. I'm not mad at anyone here. I don't know if I actually had him 29. <laughs> you don't. You're what? You're not. I'm not uh, mad at anyone the, here. That, I don't think you are, but he comes off that way. Like, okay. I don't know. The blood pressure is elevated. It is. It yeah. is. I, I'm just. I'm. I'm having excited conversations. No, we we got to figure out the difference. If Bernie and I both fought AJ, he'd still kick both of his ass simultaneously, you, right? Yeah, and then it, right? the hitman I hired would walk up and end all of it. And <laughs> right. then, I mean, we can all agree on that, right? <laughs> yes. All right. Was that recorded? No, we don't want that. <laughs> Next game. We've got two left. Jackson. Oh, God, here we go. Here we go. Chargers. Jackson. <laughs> here comes the conflict. <laughs> if you thought he was. Remove, he was remove passion. All right. What are you saying? Oh, wait. All right. This is about to be a wrestling promo. <laughs> Jacksonville. Chargers. Now, the line is Chargers 2 on the road. And we've got a bet from AJ on the Chargers, a bet from Scott on the Chargers. Fez with his best bet on the Jacksonville Jags. Fez, we'll let you get started. We'll let AJ cool down. I understand this line, all right? And I understand the Chargers are sexy, and they've got, you know, Herbert. See Herbert. The skill position players and, like, oh, all that talent on that field and the like. But I just think this line is is just wrong. The... Are the Chargers? Right, I assume when you picked it, you thought it was wrong. <laughs> well, well, here's is this my a veto play? No. I've got, this is a Fezzik play. I've got the Chargers ranked seventh in my ratings. I don't think anyone disagrees with and, and, and I don't think anyone has the Chargers higher than seventh. That, that seems high. That seems high. Let's look at the pregame numbers. All right. 
Scott, you're pretty good at those pregame numbers. What are you seeing there? We have the Chargers at .5 better than average. So we got them 13. Mm-hmm. So I got the Chargers sky high through the so roof. So let's look at this because we've got a bunch of people that we composite here, right? So Kevin Cole has the Chargers 12th. Uh, Football Outsiders has them 19th. Is that true, AJ? Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah, I haven't heard you quote that one. I've said deep, well, I haven't said that particular uh-huh. about the Chargers. Don't worry, I got you. Pre-game has a 16 with our EPA model. And Neflo has them 10. So Neflo's, but no, I think we went over this last week. Is yeah. your highest on the chart. So, I, so I'm, I'm like complete square ball high on the chart. I still like the other side. And I still like the other side. I have Jacksonville 12th. I have Jacksonville as an average team. I think that's pretty in line with what I expect. No, think. I think you're way low there. Mm. So Jacksonville on the composite of four is seventh. Ooh. All right. And let's go over them. Is this, yeah, this is a great, I'm taking off the rubber band. All right, so Kevin Cole has the Jacksonville eighth. Football Outsiders has him 16th. So, all right. Uh, Pregame has him seventh. And Neflo has him 14th. So there's a range there, but the average. Has Jacksonville better than the Chargers. Yes. Now, I don't, and a part of the reason, I made a manual adjustment for both these teams. And I said, which teams do I want to adjust going in the playoffs? The whole LeBron James, Lakers, they're better teams in the playoffs. And I said, you know what? I can buy into the Chargers being better in the playoffs, and I don't. Why? Um, elite quarterback. All right. With no, with no experience winning no ex- big games. No experience, but the, he, the, the gunslinger, the type of quarterback I want, I want in the biggest games, and I don't want Trevor Lawrence. I think a valid point is injuries. That that again, until they played him in Week 18, the receivers were healthy. Mm-hmm. That, so that's meaningful. Why right? they why they played all their mm-hmm. all their players and and. So, but I'm on an island here. I'm on an island having Meaning the Chargers. That you're giving the Chargers a lot of benefit, and you still think there's value in Jacksonville. Right. Everyone else says at best they're equal, mm-hmm. and if they're equal, well, one the games in Jacksonville. You can you can say, hey, the home field isn't worth that much in Jacksonville. Even if you only give them one, they become the favorite. So this might be the two worst home fields in football. Yes. Yes. Now the situational spot. It's a terrible spot for the Chargers. So look at the Chargers. What they've just done. They all in effort. They flew all they well the effort certainly they flew from oh. L.A. I think that's where they play uh, to Denver. I think that there's altitude there. They played an all-in effort to win, even though their players Bosa gets hurt, Williams gets hurt. Ah, we're still going to try to win because we're pocket. They don't call timeouts at the end of the game. You know, it's weird. Did you well, you, that you can't call it all-in effort if they didn't play everybody all four quarters. Mm-hmm. But they played. Do the, you think they made an inordinate effort? They they played them way more than they should have. But can, let's not call it an. Let's let's can, reserve all-in efforts for an all-in effort. It wasn't right? an all-in effort, but every, right. they played the rest of their stars the Would whole way. Would have killed including, me for that. All-in including all-in effort. Including good point. Right. Good point. Including Keenan Allen. Their other good receiver played with. He was on the field with three minutes to play. He was out there with three he minutes. He was to out play. there because Mike Williams got hurt because Brandon Staley continues to be a dope. There you go. <laughs> All right. So now they fly back from altitude to L.A. and now they got to fly to Jacksonville. And guess what the NFL does? Well, you guys are such dopes. You know, going trying to win this game on Sunday. We're going to schedule this game well, we Saturday. Why, but okay, yeah. So we're going to only give I, you. First of all, it has to do with TV. I understand. I so we're only going to give you a short week. Oh, and by the way, we're going to give Jacksonville a full week because they've let those guys play on Saturday, Week 18. So Jacksonville's got seven days. The Chargers basically have five, and the Chargers have two of their best players. they have six, effectively, right? Five and a half. All right, so Mackenzie, do me a favor. Just look at day's rest playoffs, and I want just one team is minus one. Got it. All right. I want to see about that. 
Okay, so you're saying it's a situational spot. That favors Jacksonville. And it's just the fact that, hey, we can vary on how good these teams are, but it seems like the consensus is at minimum Jacksonville is an even team, and that's why they're getting two at home. They should be laying two. That's right. Or let's say even laying one. Let's say each team has a one-point home field. This line should be Laying minus one and attack on another point for for the spot. That's that's valid. AJ? I think that the Chargers are— You just said Herbert. No, I think the Chargers are especially. They, I think they got a good draw here. Uh, they they throw at a higher rate than any team in the league. Jags twenty eighth in DVOA against the pass. They cannot stop the pass. It's been the problem all year with them. Can you look like the last four, five, six games? I mean, like not just a couple games, but go ahead, finish your presentation. Okay, it, one one point. It wasn't a problem week three when these teams played in Jacksonville. Oh, you mean you 10. mean the week after Justin Herbert got hurt against Kansas City? Is that when you're talking about? Did he play? Is that the week? That 38 did, did to he 10. Play? He did play. Go to poor football reference. Is there an asterisk? Nope. He played. 38. But are we just going to pretend that he was full strength? I don't know. That, You've been I, doing it all year with the Chargers. Like, all these players don't matter that they're hurt. I don't know. I've never heard people parse injuries for guys that play like this before. You've never heard I guess that guy's not 100% when he's out there. I, usually a year late, like at the end of the season, people aren't going through the schedule going, you know, he might have been 98% in that game. I don't know. Why did he play him? Weren't the Chargers laying like six, would, would Big Ben have played a substantial Big number? Big Ben would have went off the field. Okay, he would have he would have taped that. By the way, up. Justin Herbert didn't go off the field. He would have cried about it all through the press conference. He, Justin after, Herbert didn't he go off tough. the field either. No, he I threw can, one of the greatest passes of the season <laughs> after that. Yeah, but how did he do that? He's that great. He walks on water too. <laughs> the Jags also allow the the second most receptions and second most receiving yards to running backs of any team in the NFL. Guess who the Chargers have? The leading, the, the best receiving well, we, running we back in football. have to say the match of the first game probably tells us something, right? Sure. Then you know what? Then let's just let's just say the, the Chargers should be twenty eight point dogs he, here. But here's twenty eight. But here's what that's what they lost the first game. But by. you got to tell us why. If you're saying it's a matchup, right? You're saying it. Mm-hmm. Could you? What's your? I mean, do you think the Chargers are a lot better than Jackson? I do. Okay, but that would be on an island, right? Clearly. Well, Fez has them better. Yeah, but not, I mean, a little I, I, bit. You know, it's interesting. It's on an island compared to everyone else's power ratings, but it's not on an island compared to the, what the market's the market, pricing yeah. these teams. Well, if so. we thought the market's always, this is what yeah. I always get. The market's always right. Why do we lay 110? Can yeah. we can we pull up the, the EPA, like, uh, by week on the Chargers? Because if you look up the way that their defense has played, it's As they've up. gotten it's healthier. Up. It's up. Since their bye week in week eight, after their bye week, from that moment on, they're the number two defense against the pass in the NFL. They that really, says and, a lot. And they haven't even really gotten healthy. They're still missing guys, Joe, right? Joey yeah. Bosa just had his first full practice. This game will be the first game he didn't play. He's not playing with uh, on a snap count. But he's injured. Look at the last. Not anymore. For week 14, 15, 16, 17, not counting week 18, the, the Denver, whatever you want to say well, about the you team. play that hard. But they've been above expectations in on defense in all those weeks. Like I agree, very very. I, I high do above like I do like AJ's nugget um, on Eckler over for prop bets. I think that's excellent that he would have a big game. If I was going to spin the Chargers here, I would make the following point: in the first thirteen games of the year, their best defensive performance was allowing six and a half less points than expected. In one game, that was against Atlanta. The last four games before this week, last week, so week 14, 15, 16, 17, they were under their defense, under points by 11 
eight, 18, and seven and a half. So the, the last four games before the last game, which again, let's toss it, were better for the Chargers defense than any of the first 13. All yes. four of the last, or four except for the last, last. That happens impressive. to coincide with players getting healthy. Yeah, it, that is impressive. There's no doubt. Now, the offense hasn't, the offense is bad. I mean, it's like literally yeah. between week six and week 16. Six and 16, they had one time they exceeded points. One time. I mean, every other game they fell short. Offense hasn't been good. Now, the injuries, et cetera, the Rams, they exceeded. Now, is that the game they got healthy? Rams played pretty well in the stretch, right? They played well against Seattle. Maybe the, maybe this line's more right than I thought it was. It's a similar handicap for me that I had on the Titans last week with their defense getting healthier and the performance is going to be better than expected. That's how I felt about the Titans last week. And let's be honest, a fumble recovery for a touchdown, the, the only reason the Jaguars won that game. I mean, even our EPR margin has it a one-point game for Jacksonville. I, I know that that's what our numbers say, but... Watching the way that game played out, they don't recover that fumble. If that's an incomplete pass, I don't think the Jacksonville Jaguars win that game. Here's what's interesting about Jacksonville, because they've gotten better too, but not really across the season. Because, Fez, as you said, when they played against Indianapolis, which, again, Frank Gregg was there and everything week two, and the Chargers, that was two of the best games of any season. They they 20-plus point EPA wins. Yeah. Then they went on a disastrous run. Philly, Houston, remember they lost... Indianapolis, they lost. Giants, they lost. Denver, they lost, if I'm not mistaken. Well, maybe they won the Denver. It says minus 5.4. I can't remember who won that game. Okay. And then they beat the Raiders. Then bad Kansas City. Baltimore was that amazing comeback. And then a disaster against the Lions. We all remember. But from then on, Tennessee the first time, 20-point win EPA-wise. Dallas, a 5-point win. Jets, a 17-point win. Houston, 26. That's the only bad game Houston's played in five weeks. Yes. And then Tennessee, whatever we want to say, a four-point win. This team was good early and really good late, or good late, bad in the middle. It feels like a young team maturing. I think the Chargers are a team getting healthy. Maybe they're both better but maybe charges a little bit more, I still don't think it makes up for the, how big the disparity there, is. There's I also no think, way you get to three. You, yeah. The charges cannot be three here. I also think We're the betting at two and a half, but, you know. But two. Go. Oh, two. I'm sorry. Yeah. I also think the last three games you mentioned, the Jets, Texans, and, and Titans, it's Mike White, Davis Mills, Mike Josh White's Dobbs. Mike White's not a bad quarterback. He really isn't. I mean, Mike I, White's not Justin Herbert. No, no one is. You know, Staley's, <laughs> Staley's getting a lot of crap. Rightly so, and I don't like a team whose head coach is distracted trying to defend his stupid, idiotic decisions like like the week before the biggest game of the year. This is a, and I feel like I like the Chargers at two. I love the Jaguars in a tease. I just think that this is the type of game where Chargers win this one by a field goal or so. Well, so just best practice or, or a basic strategy. And Fez, tell me if you agree with this. If you think the line, if you can think the line's neutral. And tease it through the advantage teaser in its mm-hmm. winning play. If you think it's even off by half a point, where you think it should be a half point the other way, if you're willing to bet it, forget about it. But even if you lean that way, it's you can't get back to positive EV. Would you agree with that? I think it all depends on that. I think Scott brings up an excellent point, Go ahead. But, but I don't think it applies to this game because the total's too high at 47 and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, example: uh, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. A game like that, I'd be perfectly happy, even though I'm teasing either team, like from plus mm-hmm. two to mm-hmm. plus eight. 
I could have a situation where I love Baltimore in the teaser, but I love Pittsburgh Lane too. I, I disagree with that. Mm. Well, what do you think the line is? If you love Pittsburgh Lane too, you think the line should I be three? I see what you're saying, yeah. right? So, and I can. It's a good point. And then would I tease a plus three to plus eight? I cannot. So that's a good. That's, that's a very good comeback there. That's, so yes. I, I think you could. Right. I think you could maybe if it's a low total situation, you could have a smidge lean on one side and go the other way on it. But I it could be above fifty percent, but it won't be fifty two point four. Yeah, right. I don't think you make money on the bet. Yes, yeah, that's a good point. Concept, yeah, the right? math would couldn't support it. You're right. So, but um, all right. But now live wagering. Well, if, uh, well, your expertise for sure. One I, of them. I could certainly see as soon as the team gets up double digits, bet bet the team that's down in this game because I I agree with you. I expect it to be a close game. Now Lawrence, there's a sense he's not good in big games. You know, I've been an anti Lawrence guy. I've been. I like that they. How many big games does he really get get to play? Other well, than Alabama, against, at, Clem, at Clemson. Yeah. They, he won the first one, and then he didn't really play great in some of these other games. And you know how it is. Is the um, is weather going to be anything anywhere? Are we hearing? Uh, Buffalo's going to be thirty-eight degrees. That's not bad. <laughs> and then the uh, the Seahawks Niners game is going to have weather. Looks like it's going to rain be- next game. Looks like it's going to rain before the game. Good segue. Uh, but good chance that the rain will stop right before the game starts. Fifty-two and sunny in Jacksonville on Saturday. So to recap, we got a best bet. From Fez on Jacksonville. My opinion on Jacksonville. So the team pick, team as in all of us, Jacksonville, because we have a bet on the Chargers from AJ, a bet on the Chargers from Scott. But that's 2.4 to 2. Are you, right. are, oh, you, are you not a bet on Jacksonville? No, opinion. Oh. Well, I thought you were a bet yeah, on you, you told us a bet. Yeah. Hold on a second. Yeah, you're right. I didn't realize that. Yeah, so it's three to two. Yeah, we got it. We're good. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, the um, yeah, because I had the best bet on Dallas, or uh, yeah, and then it was opinion, opinion, opinion. Okay, good job. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, I like Jacksonville here, but I, I do think this injury. Si- so, what is the current injury situation with the Chargers with the receiver, or specifically Mike Williams? Uh, that didn't uh, practice. He did not practice today. What? But they, On they, Wednesday? Yeah, they said that it's uh, there's no structural damage. It's well, that's all good for like next year. Well, yeah, they said it's all going to end up being a pain tolerance thing. On uh, yeah, he didn't seem. A- when I saw him on that Sunday night game, it seemed like <laughs> not to seem like a good thing. Yeah, yeah like they're calling it a can't, contusion. You, yeah, you, you know, when you can't walk, it's more than a contusion. If we know he's out, see, you know how I know we are. My bet's on the right side here with you, Fez. If we know he's out, I think Jacksonville's got to be one and a half, and there's no way he's worth that. Like, what would the line be if the Chargers are back to what they were on offense the whole year, effectively? One of those two receivers, the less important one, the guy that isn't a game breaker, right? When you have a game breaker and a possession receiver, it both works. Well, the truth is, like, since they've both been back, Mike Williams has been better than Keenan Allen. That's what what I'm saying. Allen's great. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, right? Is Allen is the possession guy. Yeah, he's the yeah. safety blanket. Yep. And those guys are great when they're taking the top off with the other That's guy. Right. Yeah. So if you if you only have one, you you don't want the possession guy. You want the because other players can be the possession guy. Without so. Williams, I, I think this could go all the way to pick. But what I'm saying, what should the line be without Williams? Jacksonville should be favorite. That's what I'm saying. So there's no way he can be worth three points. No. So I mean, it, uh, yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think you're wrong, AJ. Okay. You, um, You've thought I was wrong all year on the Chargers. I, I've got uh, enough investment in the Chargers. Of, uh, how many of these all years? Are, well, you've been wrong all year. They've they underperformed. The Chargers didn't even go over the win total, did they? 
Mm, they they, 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 they landed ten, ten, yeah, on You're it. right. They went on 10 and a quarter, and they landed 10. Their odds right now are the same as they were at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And they made the playoffs, so they've underperformed. Now, you know why I know for sure we're right? Because Diamond Dave Essler's in town, baby. Well, not really. He's in Florida. He also used to be in Boston. But now he has a best bet. And, Fez, I think we're going to like it. Let's listen. I love and bet the Jacksonville Jaguars plus two over the Los Angeles Chargers. And I know this game opened at Pickett Circa. I know all the tickets in the first 24 hours were on the Chargers. And I know it went to the Chargers minus two. That was overreaction to the Jags having a tough win over the Titans and the Chargers resting people last week. Let me speak to the Jags first. They won with a defensive touchdown, but they had a defensive touchdown in a huge game. That can't be understated. They can win on both sides of the ball. Their defense actually, I think, is close to a championship caliber. They've got two first-round draft picks at linebacker. Both of them are playing at Pro Bowl level, although neither Lloyd or Walker made the Pro Bowl. It was actually Aloakum who not only led the team in tackles, but actually led the league in tackles. The Chargers rested some people at Denver. And to be honest, I'm not sure they're good enough or experienced enough to do that. You don't just flip a switch the following week. That speaks to my lack of trust for Staley. On the flip side, Peterson has won a Super Bowl. Perhaps think some people think Lawrence and the Jags lack experience, but Lawrence did play plenty of big games at Clemson, and last week was a playoff game for the Jaguars. Herbert has not been in the playoffs yet either. It's a late game, although I won't be labeled to travel. The effects are not nothing, especially after 18 weeks. Saturday night in Jacksonville. It's not going to be Sunshine State weather. It'll be in the 30s by halftime. At home, at night, with a sold-out crowd. I don't know how the better team playing a better football doesn't win. I love the Jaguars over the Chargers. I agree, Fez. I mean, Asler <laughs> is smart. Um, boy, he's making a statement here. Trevor Lawrence has more experience than Herbert in big games. That is damning with faint praise, everybody. I mean, could that be? Well, Herbert didn't I mean, play the, the, if you want to call week 18 last year a playoff game. The infamous, we're that both trying. Correct. But, it, but that's the biggest NFL game he's played. How'd he do? He they, tried, uh-huh. they tried to tie. Let's yeah. <laughs> get into it with a tie. You know, Fez, you going to the Chess Olympiad your freshman year at Northwestern has more big game experience. Justin Herbert played hurt. in a Rose Bowl. Uh-huh. In, in the pivotal round, I played a dude from Rhode Island, and they whis- whispered <laughs> like to me. Bowl. They whispered Moving to on. me. Wait, Moving real on. quick. They whispered, he's on full scholarship for chess at Rhode Island, and it, they, knowing I would just be absolutely furious. One with black with the Sicilian draft. That's like a Rose Bowl. Her- okay. Herbert in that game last year, though, 383 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. Guys, let's try this again. <laughs> and I'll start and say, you know, I could tell a story here, but I'm going to skip it. You know, I could tell a story here. I'm going to skip it. Now that is, I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> Dave Essler on Twitter. It's Dave underscore Essler. E-S-S-L-E-R. He's won as much as anyone in the history of pregame. Fezzi, you guys are neck and neck. And you know what? He keeps coming. He keeps coming. Final game. The McKenzie and Kyle Shanahan San Francisco 49ers. We got the market at nine and a half against Seattle. Amazingly, AJ has a best bet. Laying the lumber. He's going back to his old ways. 
I, I, why are you saying amazingly? Wouldn't amazingly have been like if I had the Bills or the Chargers as my best bet? I no, feel like be, I'm off brand here. No, because this year you haven't been doing this. But now that you've been getting all this praise, you're going back to your old ways. Maybe so. Lumber. Maybe so. 49ers have dominated the Seahawks twice. And in both games, they had things stacked against them and it didn't really matter. Now, uh, real quick, right now the whole country's going, but AJ, I thought the game didn't matter. The first matchup with the Chargers and... But yeah. Well, I'm just saying, I'm saying things were stacked against him, like they were stacked against the Chargers when Justin Herbert was hurt. But oh, okay. But they were stacked against Seattle. You're saying no, they were stacked against the Niners, and the Niners still kicked their ass. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So the Chargers could have done that. They could have. Go ahead. They're, the Chargers aren't as good as the 49ers. <laughs> There's your uh, anti-Chargers take. Uh, the Niners lost their starting quarterback on the second drive of the game, the first time they played. They didn't have George Kittle. They didn't have Elijah Mitchell. They still dominated that game. They held the Seahawks to 36 rushing yards in that game and ran for 189. And since then, they've upgraded slightly at that position with a guy you might have heard of named Christian McCaffrey. Uh, C-Mac. Fast forward to the second matchup. MZQ. Brock Purdy making his second start on a short week, Thursday night football, where Shanahan had one practice that week because he said he was prioritizing getting his team healthy over getting reps. Think about that. Your quarterback's about to play his second start, and you're prioritizing rest. Niners still dominated. Uh, one by eight is a three-point favorite. C-Mac, 138 yards. George Kittle, four catches on 90, or for 93 yards, two touchdowns. Seahawks, bottom five in the league, defending tight ends. They've, George Kittle's been a problem for them forever. He's going to be a problem again this week. Uh, no, listen, obviously a team laying nine and a half is the better team. Yeah. Niners eight and one straight up, seven and two at home this season uh, against the spread. Only one of their wins was by single digits. That was a six point win over the Chargers. The, the Niners have blown teams out at home, and the Seahawks are the the most blowoutable team in the playoffs. This is the worst team to make. Well, I think they're the worst team in the playoffs. Worse than Miami. Without I think. Tua? Oh no, probably not without Tua. You're right. NFC, we'll say. But since Week Eight, when the Niners started this winning streak, they are number one in offensive and defensive DVOA. Mm -hmm. I think the Niners are, I said this five, six weeks ago, I think they're the best team in the NFC. I only feel stronger about it now than I did then. Uh, I think. How how far into Purdy's tenure did you think they were the best team? I said it a week or two before. Okay, but then they get their quarterback hurt. And I've I've still been saying it. So right when it went down and the odds doubled effectively where (laughs) you thought no, no adjustment, Mr. Irrelevance to Guy. Yeah. Do we have that on tape? I mean, Scott yep. can attest to this. It's, I've been pretty consistent. I will say this. I, I, I had concern the first Purdy start. I would think so. After that, I said, it doesn't matter who the quarterback I, is. We have had what RJ likes to call the timber moments, <laughs> where up to a certain point, the Eagles were the best team in the NFC, and we all knew it. And now it's San Francisco that's the best team. It has timbered. So let me give you Brock Purdy NFL ranks since he became the starter for the 49ers. He's number one in the NFL in passer rating, tied for first in passing touchdowns, first in passing touchdowns uh, per attempt, uh, first in yards per attempt, and first in wins. And the 49ers, just as a team, have won 10 straight games with an average margin of 16 points per game. So where would Purdy be in uh, the composite if he did qualify? McKenzie. Second. Let's see here. He'd, 
He uh, about an average PFF with the 77. He'd have the fifth best QBR at 66. All right. So what would the composite be? So that that's amongst the non-qualifiers. Yeah, yeah, amongst the non-qualifiers. Yeah. So take a look at that. Tell me in a second. I got a couple of stats here. This is interesting. Um, so Sam France started the year out one and three against the spread. Now they've been on a ten and three run. Okay. You think okay? That's they've been hot, but they actually. You know, there's a saying, they say, good team, great teams, really good teams, however you want to say, they don't have close games. If you're winning a close game, it means you're allowing it to be a close game, right? If you look at double-digit wins, double-digit wins, here's the league stacked. And there's one, two, three, four, five. There's five teams with more than seven or more double-digit wins. And we're going to say that there's one more with six or more. Philly has six double-digit wins. Kansas City has seven. Dallas has seven. Cincinnati has seven. Buffalo has seven. San Francisco, ten. Ten. This is a team that they haven't been competitive game. They've been just, who knows how many, you know, obviously Kansas City went in there and did what they did. Yeah, that's a great point because one of the Kansas City double-digit wins was against the yeah. 49ers. And if, that, if that doesn't happen, if that game was like a coin flip, all of a sudden, We'd, I think we'd feel a lot differently, like we'd be talking about the San Francisco team being a juggernaut, but that's still a concern, that one game where Casey went to San Francisco and just Against someone that can them. pass that way, right? Yeah. And Andy Reid is the, you know, with the good plays, as they say. Mackenzie, did you get that stat for me regarding teams that got uh, beat both on offense and defense point-wise in a game? I haven't grabbed that yet. I'll grab that now. All right. Um, now, let's look at Purdy, because right now, where do you have him ranked compared to Garoppolo? Let me see where I got Mr. Purdy. Mr. Garoppolo, hold on a second. All right, so what I can tell you is this. If you just look at the point, like how have they been doing, right? You know, how's the point situation been in the games? Uh, obviously, defense matters there too. 11 games without Purdy, and they were plus two. The 49ers were only plus two. With them, plus nine. They've improved by seven points, and that's in six games. Well, this will be controversial. Mm-hmm. So I pretty um, number twenty seventh best quarterback in the league right now. Okay, and Jimmy I've G worked, would have been what like eighteen? Yeah. So I've got a Jimmy G better. All right. Now, what is it? Just you're slow to make changes. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm I don't want to over adjust to small samples, especially on a, a, a juggernaut talent team that is um, that obviously the quarterback benefits, you know, from being a part of. But you can't bet the 49ers on or against them without resolving that in your mind. Like yeah. With your belief, you can't play the 49ers because the market is pricing him as if he's at least as good as Jimmy G. Yeah, and there's no way he could be that bad and this team be that good. Yes. That's the theory. Now, his composite would be ninth in the league right now. Short games, you know, short number of games, but it's, I mean, he hasn't even shown. He hasn't shown any. I mean, they were down in this you know, most recent game. That was the big question. What's he do down? Playoffs are a different matter, but I don't know. You got them favored if they went to Philly. That would be your line. Minus one. Yeah. And who would you like? I don't know. <laughs> it it kind of depends how Hurts' health looks. I think if Hurts looks 100%, I'd like Philly. All right, last thing about San Fran for me. Fourth quarter win share, okay, is under – Non-Purdy quarterbacks, 68. With him, 93. 93. I don't know. 
Mackenzie, how could we? I don't think we could find this out quick. Has any team had a five game run with a 93? I don't think so. I know the Eagles had a hell of a start to the season. They were look, like at, look at the forever. Eagles the first five. Yeah, I, think, I think they were. Well, that's going to be interesting yeah. because they might be the only one. Right. Because, I mean, even a game you win really handily, it's usually in the 80s. I mean, but the improvement over the other, I mean, it's unbelievable. Now, here's the last thing I want to pose to you guys about Seattle. One and last thing. They've obviously trended down. They obviously were better. They went to Germany. I don't know what happened, but it's been bad since. <laughs> bad and awkward. Yeah, something was wrong. Um, one and seven against the spread, ending the season. But here's what's interesting. They would have covered every 10-point teaser. Wow. <laughs> so it's like they've been losing, but they've been just barely, you know, not barely, but they haven't been lo- ever get blown out. So I don't know. You know, I don't know. It's an interesting Speaking game. Speaking of teasers, how is Sam Fran not going to cover a minus two and a half? I love that seven and a half point teaser. So what do you lay on that? Minus uh, 140. And you need something to tease it with, which would be the Cincinnati Bengals. You tease the Bengals down from minus eight and a half to minus one and a half for their partner. All right. So what does anyone else have? Has, what, what, what's your? Do you have a pig on this one? I had a lean to San Francisco. You know, this may sound like a complete square ball. No, no, I like the teaser. I think this would be one of the greatest upsets in, and one of the bigger playoff upsets of all time. Seattle winning this game on the road. I, I laid minus 450. I laid minus 450. I think the, these big money line lays are perfectly okay in good spots with the much superior team. I think Seattle only wins this game about one-tenth of the time. But isn't the theory we have that with these big favorites, and it's not 10, but um, that they're going to keep the pressure on, they're not going to be lackadaisical, that, that why not just take the spread? Because I'm worried about that with this team, with the rookie quarterback, that they might actually mm-hmm. play it wrong in the fourth quarter and play well, would it be wrong or would it? No, yeah, that they won't go for the throat and throw the ball like they would with a veteran quarterback. All right. I got one last stat, but I'm going to let you, anyone else, come up with that. You, AJ, you're good. You're good, fast. Philly, first five weeks of the season, 93 average fourth quarter wins here. 93 versus 93. So this San Fran team is as hot as Philly was to start the year. This almost qualified under the Sagarin system. San Fran's cupcake schedule, 32nd easiest in the league. But Seattle easy schedule, 24. So the differential is only 8. It's not a 10 differential. Harken back to the 80s. This could be a sandwich spot. Oh, wait. No. <laughs> All right. Last stat of the podcast. What, how, how many t- times have the playoff teams been out or, or fall short on offense, not scoring enough points, and giving up too many on D. So they go 0 for 2, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about going 2 and 0. It's got to be rare. Tampa Bay, six times the most of any they playoff stink. team. Kansas City, four times. They're disinterested. Now, let's think about this. How can you, did Kansas City lose four games? Three. How can you how can you fall short on points and uh, scored and given up and lose the game and win the game? Expectations are high. Oh, I guess yeah. it's yeah, ATS seven, again. I keep asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Chargers, boy, they're on every bad list. They're next at four. <laughs> well, there's a bunch of four: Chargers, Miami, Minnesota, and Philly. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of fours and threes. I I think what's really significant is the Tampa. And 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 that's that's the very end. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there we go. So Seattle is at two, and Buffalo is at two. 
So Seattle, that's showing you they haven't really had character or yeah. or their expectations haven't been high. I think they, they got kind of high. But I I think this says more about Buffalo because Buffalo's always had high expectations and they've only twice not met them. Yeah. Buffalo's like I, I agree. D- Buffalo's like Dallas. I said earlier, they got a good offense, they got a good D, and usually one of them shows up. And then if they both show up, they kill the team. If one shows up, it's a close game. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's interesting. And how many times has Dallas neither shown up? Washington. Dallas was at three. Dallas, yeah. Okay. So this is interesting, though, I yeah. think. you know. But doesn't it make us want to play Seattle? No, or not play, but at least a consideration. They keep these games close. They're going to get killed. All right. All right. <laughs> Square. I mean, yeah, you got to play the better team. <laughs> All right, so let's go um, recap here. And each of us will go around the horn. We'll start with me, because uh, I remember now all of a sudden, is my best bet is Dallas. And that was at minus 2.5, minus 110 is the way we're grading it. And I think that's fair. And then secondly, Jacksonville, which I like as much. And that's just a bet for me versus a best bet. Uh, AJ. Uh, best bet is on San Francisco. Bet on Chargers. Best bet, Jacksonville, plus two. Mm-hmm. Bet on Cincinnati, minus eight and a half. Bonus pick, obviously, these are both long teasers. Put them in a teaser. That's good, too. My best bet was Tampa, and then my bet on Chargers and the bonus bet, Giants. Wong is right. All right. Oh, God, we got a bonus here, and this will be good. And I have a prop as well. That's what I was going to say, okay. is we'll listen to the hit, man. He's the translucent one, as we call him. He has a Geno Smith prop, and it's not optimistic for Seattle. Best bet, Geno Smith under 230 and a half passing yards. First off, we have a really tough matchup for Geno. San Fran has an elite pass defense that rates top five in EPA per dropback and coverage grade. This year, Smith is thrown for only 5.9 yards per attempt against San Fran, and his average depth of target against them has only been 4.6 yards. Against everyone else in the league, his average depth of target is 8 yards. Secondly, Geno has been throwing less since the second half of the Chiefs game when Pete Carroll, after that, spoke openly about wanting to go more run-heavy. Since that moment, Kenneth Walker's ran for over 100 yards a game, and Geno has 215, 183, and 213 passing yards. The cherry on top is the weather. The forecast calls for a 100% chance of rain, and there's also some 20 to 25 mile per hour wind gusts forecasted. Best bet, Geno Smith, under 230 and a half passing yards. See, listen, Hitman knows his props. But here's why I don't love this one. I think Geno Smith it, tries a gun and in there he'll throw some interceptions. But if they're losing, Fez, if they're losing, it's DK he, he's go, throwing, go throwing, throwing, throwing. I, 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 I agree with that. I was gonna. I would. I do think, and maybe this isn't the right game. But in general, like these crap quarterbacks, I can tell you they always go over like 180 because they get their garbage yards mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter. I don't but know. Geno Smith's not a crap. I know right, exactly. But 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 where I'm going here is that the the, the in the playoffs these teams don't just play prevent and, and let the team drive down the field and get their score. They just keep kicking ass. So yeah. they don't get the cheap 50 yards on the final drive like they do in the regular season. Did you see McKenzie's stats about big favors don't win? Wildcard round they do. <laughs> It depends if we if we capture the seven. <laughs> All right, so you've got a prop. I do. George Kittle over three and a half receptions. You're laying minus one twenty five. Mm-hmm. 
every game that Brock Purdy's played, he has beaten this prop. And like I said, Seattle, bottom five in DVOA and uh, receptions allowed to tight ends. That is a professional handicap. That was good. I like that. That's A.J. Hoffman. And he's part with Scott of the SOV AM every morning. The number one morning show, per me, that you could listen to. Oh, well. <laughs> The num- and per DVOA. Yeah. The number one morning show available <laughs> at 4.30 a.m. Pacific. No, there's a lot of those. I think we're in the top tier for mm. sure. But all joking aside, these guys are doing a good show. Fez is involved a good bit. I pop on when, I, when I'm jogging in the morning. Um, how do our, uh, uh, those contract uh, bonus things, how'd that go? Oh, not good. Really? Yeah, well, first of all, m- m- most of the players, non-existent lines up. Folks didn't put them up. The Chargers, so that's, the not, Ger- that's, so that's not bad. Yeah, 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 but the two that were available, the two that were available, oh and go. two. Yeah. Even though we had Herbert trying out the Wazoo, we, if you would have known that. No, no, but the Chargers lines weren't up, and and the. Well, so whose lines were up? The the Jaguars, Jones and, Jaguars lines were up, and, uh, and the Bengals lines were up. Hayden Hurst. Yeah. So what was the record? Oh and two. Oh and two. Oh, oh and two and, and one because Everett was never available. Okay. So we didn't play him. Mm-hmm. And he didn't wouldn't have got got there either. Wouldn't have gotten there, but yeah. they never put they never put the lineup. Back to the drawing board. Absolutely. I do think what we need to do with those, and I was a skeptic. I think you guys saw, but I guess I uh, allow. No, the three that I verified, Mackenzie, as acceptable for the show. Did do we know how they went? Oh, two and one. All three of the, those were the three that had numbers on them. Yeah. Two of the three had numbers. Two of the one three had numbers. Everett yeah. would never. Okay, appear. but you guys had a bunch of other ones. Did any of those? They, were, they did not do well. Well, the, if we would have done the Kenneth Walker rushing well, I'm yards. I'm sure there's one that would have. Like, like, but like Mahomes went, like, yeah. went like 300, 200 yards below the record. Yeah. People didn't chase the records. Yeah. All right. Well, here's what I do think. If it falls right, there's something here. But here's the other thing. Did we see these lines move? Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, we got great closing lines. <laughs> Incredible. Well, let's, o- let's ten, use that for lunch tomorrow. Over, let's divvy that up. <laughs> over 10 yards of CLV. What, it's, like, what, it's unbelievable. What's the line from Caddyshack? It's like, well, the the the, the, the dolly stiffed me, but I do have inner peace going uh, he, for he, me. He goes, yeah, he, he goes, he said, I'm not giving you any money. He goes, but you will have inner peace. He goes, so I got that going for <laughs> me. <laughs> All right, Fez. Let's, um, like we said, we'll be back next week with the recap show. We're not missing those. S-O-V-A-M, et cetera, et cetera. Take us out. Hey, be careful out there. That was good. I like it better with two Hayes. No one cares.